Yo, what is going on, people? This is my Xbox and me. Happy 2024. We are finally Ooh. here. We have made it. And don't think I forgot. Oh, you don't know. You thought I was going to end this, start this with like the no hello? No, 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 no. Uh, my Xbox and me, we are back. We are currently live on youtube.com slash my Xbox and me and twitch.tv slash my Xbox and me. And obviously, you can listen to this on all podcast services around the world i guess i mean wherever i think we're in every place we need to be honestly mm -hmm. did, you get, did you get a weird email today from Podbean? so i have to look into that i hope nothing's broken we'll see <laughs> so maybe we'll not see. <laughs> maybe not maybe not who knows who knows uh if you didn't know this is my xbox and me our weekly podcast today is our game of the year episode we have got joining us the one and only mr paul d spawn hello sir got so many games i've played so many games you've played so many indeed. Games. Very uh, the one today. and only mr two fresh crash crash how are you Hello, I'm doing good. I didn't play enough games. That's just gonna, that doesn't shock gonna, anybody. That doesn't gonna shock gonna anybody. That out there. And the one they call Mr. Matt P video. Matt, hello. Hello, everybody. Starting 2024 as we mean to go on present and accounted for. Let's get into it. I love that. <laughs> that, I love that. <laughs> that is jokes. <laughs> oh. That Sorry, is... if you didn't watch the video version, go Matt watch it. Is... Yeah, it's a whole watch... thing. Go it's a whole it. thing. Go, go watch, watch it. You need go to watch, watch that. That was amazing. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to do it as I was doing I... it, to be honest with you. I didn't plan it. Didn't it just think happened. about it. It was happening. <laughs> Definitely. Just kind of came out of nowhere. I love it. That it. was fantastic. But we, we are in it. It is 2024. We are here. Um, game of the year is upon us but before we talk about game of the year our personal top 10 list and of course our joint my xbox and me's top 10 list um we've been talking about it for a while and i teased it a little bit over on my twitch channel today um and we're happy to talk about a little bit of what we're doing going forward we won't have everything everything won't be put in place until the end of january but some things are starting right away so um obviously we've been talking about what we want to do number one Patreon. Patreon is the lifeblood of what, what I've been doing for many, 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 many years. And obviously, my Xbox and me has been a um, contributor of that, obviously. Patreon has changed. It is now called MCFXR slash my Xbox and me. It is a joint duo thing. Um, it's very, very clear. We have cleared out a lot of the a lot of the complications there now, and we've got four simple tiers. You have got the $2 tier now, which is just a simple you love the show you enjoy the show and you want to support the show financially um it is two dollars it will come out the first of every month and it helps a great deal to help us grow my xbox and me and of course my xbox and mc fixer as well um in terms of uh being able to pay editors being able to support people financially being able to get games for certain people if we're not able to again i me personally have always said this i do not want the boys here and again we've been very very lucky to work with some of the biggest publishers in the world when it comes to getting games in and things like that and indie devs as well um but there is the odd occasion where there might be something especially usually if we're being totally honest it's usually crash crash wants some sort of gundam game he wants some sort of fighting game yeah. that i've never heard of you know mm -hmm. he wants some sort of you know you know what he's into everyone you've yeah. listened to this yeah. podcast Anime babes, visual novels um, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah all things um, <laughs> as for on the regular you guys should see the discord <laughs> I don't want Chris paying for them out of pocket. I want us to run this like a business and I want us to be able to cover that for him. So stuff like that helps towards that. We've also got underneath that, we have the $5 tier, which is now called the MC Fixer Fan Club. That might end up changing. Um, it will just give you early access. Again, go read it, but it'll give you early access to a bunch of things 
MC Fixer related, which is obviously me, music, videos, vlogs, unseen things, and uh, much more. And then we have the $10 tier, which is the My Xbox and Me fan club. Makes things a lot easier. You can support the content that you want to support. You can not support the content you don't want to support. And moving forward, you get everything that you want. Um, the big announcement that we can talk about now is that we are going to be doing two episodes of my xbox and me a week so no longer will you be getting one episode you will now be getting two episodes through this podcast feed if you listen to it um and we're separating it in a way that is very much um again we want to grow the podcast that's the key key reason for doing it but we also want to keep the us in the podcast so we've got two separate podcasts one of them being um a news focused podcast we're focused on maybe four or five of the big topics of that week and we will have a bunch of conversations around those four or five topics um and then we have the shenanigans which is what we always do don't get me wrong neither of the shows are going to feel that much differently but i want us to be able to when boulders gate free what let's talk about when the suicide squad game comes out whether it's good bad ugly or anything in between and matt has something to say about it i don't want to have to rush matt in talking about it on the what's within our box section i want us to be able to actually get down there with the minutiae of what you actually do don't like about it i feel like we have conversations but we don't we kind of i feel like last year we had a lot of conversations but they never went deep into anything mm -hmm. i feel like with the two different podcasts it's going to allow us to do news a lot deeper and have a more meaningful conversation about it and then on the same breath um what we've been playing and opinions on other things uh, as well so yeah two episodes of my xbox and me a week you'll be able to support them um over on patreon you can watch them live over there on the my xbox and me uh fan club tier uh you can watch them ad free over there and things like that there is a lot more to come did someone say D? &D? hopefully <gasps> hopefully look at matt's face he's like yeah whatever i've heard all this mm. before um but <laughs> but yeah we are we are going to try and do a lot more different things we're guaranteeing well we're going to try and guarantee free live streams a week as well over on youtube and twitch we've already been trying to hit those so far uh you've got myself going you either monday or tuesday we're still figuring that part out uh i think despawn's doing thursdays yep. wednesdays or thursdays we're still figuring that part out and then we believe that crash is also going to be um going so, live on saturdays yes but boys, you got anything to say before we get into our my like before we get into the game of the year stuff? How how you all feeling about this year and content? I mean, I'm super excited. We talked about it like off stream as well before. Like, I love collaborating and doing cool shit for people, uh, and anything we can do to bring like a bit more, uh, yeah, for the fans and the community that love the stuff we're already doing. I just want to bring more cool shit to you guys. Um, there's talk about doing other things as well. So we're doing lot lots more uh, more structured content. So rather than just doing live streams. Uh, where it's possible doing videos so we did recently we did the lies of p spoiler cast mm -hmm. um just talk about us doing an alan wake one as well yep uh and yeah so when there are other things that come up that we want to touch on we can do those things for you guys uh, and obviously for those that support us in a monetary value we'll be able to give you early access to those things uh and pilots of ideas that we have we want to throw out there for you guys as well uh but obviously for those that can't support us or just want to enjoy the ad experience uh we'll obviously be making sure that you guys get access to all that stuff as well uh just later on down the line uh, yep. but yeah we just want to make sure that this next year we're bringing you guys a ton of new content uh, and hopefully you enjoy it all uh, but obviously we want your feedback as well so if there's anything that you like that we are doing let us know anything you don't like or want us to do extra let us know 
uh, and obviously we can uh, work that into what our plans are. Yep. Crash, anything? Oh, just kind of echoing what Despawn said. Uh, definitely feedback. Feedback's a very, very big thing. It's the best way for us to improve because we try and make little changes on our end and we will try throughout the whole year. But the best way to know whether any changes or what changes should be made, obviously, is uh, voicing your guys' opinions. You could tweet at us. You could uh, join the Discord if you're not in the Discord or you're already in the Discord, just leave it there. You could leave a comment on the YouTube uh, channel. We will get around to reading it. Um, but yeah, I'm just really looking forward to this next year. Everything we've talked about, everything we have planned. Um, I think it's going to be a very good year for my my Xbox and me. Agree, agree. And then there's Matt, he's here. Hello, I'm here, and I might be on some of that content that they just <laughs> talked about. No, I am going to try my very best to pop in and out, but as you'll have heard, you know, Fixer said each of the guys here are going to take a day on the live stream, and unfortunately, I can't commit to that. But I am very much looking forward to jumping into the occasional thing. You know, it's something we used to do before, you know, when Elden Ring dropped and I was streaming that, and then me and Crash did a couple of multiverses streams, and we were just much more, like, ad hoc with it. You know, I think we occasionally jumped into Warzone, or maybe that was just on your channel. I can't remember, Fix. No, oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that kind of stuff, right? And we've talked about Baldur's Gate, and we've talked about potential D&D, and uh, I ain't missing that. So you might, I might drop off the podcast, but you'll see me in Baldur's Gate and on D&D. So there we go. There's my priorities for you. Yeah, you hit, you hit the nail on the head of the road. We can also announce that we are going to do our full, our full playthrough of Baldur's Gate. Um, we're planning on starting that. So we're calling it kind of Session Zero um, and starting that on Monday. So that'll be Monday the 8th, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which yep. will be next Monday um and the plan is to do it once a week what we're going to try and do with the Baldur's gate playthrough again we all love the game um we're going to try and role play it as heavy as we possibly can to be honest with you um what that looks like i don't exactly know josh yet um i kind of want and if there's an editor out there who's listening who's trying to get their 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 two their feet under them i kind of want us all to record our own cameras just so we can cut in like if there's a moment and stuff like that but we'll we'll discuss that off the podcast but yeah a lot a lot to do and then the last thing i'm happy to announce is we're gonna we are going to do a 12 hour stream we're still working on the date it's either going to be the end of this month or the beginning of next we're still working that out where we i promise you with a whole rebrand for the live stream um hopefully a rebrand for the youtube channel as well for content um and then we're gonna have a few goals that we're gonna try and raise a little bit of money for again it's not easy recording the content is the easy part and always has been it's getting someone to edit that content and make it a polished product that is 10 times harder. Um, and that's kind of where all the money that we raise through my Xbox and me is always going to go to donations, sub stuff like that. Obviously for games, so we can keep doing what we do, which is play games and we love them, but also to put it towards making cooler, amazing content for you all. So yeah, that's enough of the promotion slash announcement sort of thing. There's a lot more to come, but um, topic of the show this week, boys is game of the year you've heard of it also shout out to our patreon producer Aaron god we appreciate you every week my son um game of the year this week it is topic of the show we do it every year there's always some hot takes out there matt p video there's always mm -hmm. someone that is wrong matt p video there is always somebody who comes with a slick comment despawn uh we will go for our personal lists now, this can be games that have released on Xbox. It can be games that are released on PC. It can be games that are released on PlayStation, Switch, Ouya. I don't give two craps. You might always think, why does he always say Ouya? I find it funny. Um, <laughs> a, a game released on... Didn't, um, didn't Avatar come to Ouya? Is it so really? I think so. 
No, not Ouya. What am I thinking of? Luna. See, Amazon Luna. Luna. Luna, Luna, Luna. Luna. My mistake. Yeah. My mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luna's still oh. a thing, though, no? Yeah, yeah Luna yes, is still yes, a thing. Not, not the spot for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the spot. Maybe, maybe it is. But yeah, ultimately, um, the, we don't. I don't want to gatekeep off certain games for people talking about them. You're excited about a game, let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Um, we'll start from 10. We will work our way up to 1. This is your personal list. It can be whatever you want. Then we will do our top 10 list for my Xbox and me. This is official. This is this is this is locked in, in stone. It has done. We've done this now for eight years, I think it is. So this is a big deal. And I think this I think we usually do five. I think we're gonna do ten this time. But um yeah, let's start off at ten. Who wants to start? I can start because I think I've got a game at ten that probably nobody else has on their list. Sure, let's but do I, I don't know that that's true, but I, I would venture it. And my number ten spot I've got Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. All right, which I all right, thought all was right. phenomenally innovative this year in a in a you know a day and age where we think you know games have peaked we've reached the peak there's nothing more that can be done in games and then they give you like a Lego set like Zelda does and uh, just give you all these tools to beat all these puzzles and every single one of them feels so satisfying and amazing even if you fluke your way through it it feels satisfying and amazing which is um, yeah testament to that game fucking brilliant I don't think you ever fluke your way through anything in that game. I think the beauty of that game is you can do whatever you want. And sure. that's kind of how it's meant to be. There is, I'm thinking of one specific shrine I did where I didn't know how I beat it. <laughs> like, okay. I, I was kind of fucking around and then it went, do, 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 do. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. <There's laughs> so definitely so maybe that's just yeah. me. Yeah, no, there's definitely been a few shrines I've done where I've been very much like, I'm just going to stick a load of things together and try and make this work. Uh, and it, nine times out of 10, it does. And I think that's yeah. the beauty of that game. And yeah, I think it's on my list as well. Just to jump ahead, it's, oh. yeah, it's definitely on there. Um, no, no, you can say where it, so you can say where it lands on your list. Okay, if it's on there. Yeah, it is. It was not the top ten, but it was like one of my op- oh, okay. like, like optional extras. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, like I, again, like you were saying, the fact that the way they've iterated on that game is very much amazing. Uh, it it could have just been more Zelda, and it would have been fine. But the fact that they gave you that whole, yeah, the whole building mechanic and then tripled the size of the world, basically, because you've got the the overworld, uh, the sky area, and then the underworld as well. Yeah. And each yeah. area felt completely uh, different and unique. Uh, and yeah, it just, and the story was amazing as well. But yeah, no, definitely worthy of being in anyone's top 10 list, I think that game is in my top 10 am i saying where it ended up in my top yeah 10? say where it is yeah, yeah. uh it's number four in my top 10 oh wow it's that's high pretty up there yeah, yeah. i wow. absolutely love this game when i was playing it i was like i don't know just because of how innovative they are with the way all the new abilities and connecting stuff works i was like i don't know how anything's going to beat it this year and then i played a couple of other games and was like that's how you beat it this year uh mm-hmm. but yeah i everything that both Matt and Despawn said, I echo it 100%. Uh, this really, any other year, and I'll probably say this about a couple of games, any other year <laughs> this game would have mopped the floor with everything else that released in it. Well, I was going to say the exact same thing. Like This being at the number 10 spot for me shows how incredible I think this year with it was, because I agree with you. Like I think in a lot of other years, it would have taken my number one spot for sure. Um, but it's been a bloody great year for games, isn't it? And I'm sure we'll end up saying that a lot as we go through these lists. Um, mm-hmm. But also, testament to like 
Nintendo and and how the fuck does that game run on that console when that console can sometimes barely even run its own eShop or and Pokemon is as Dude. kind of rough as it is. Well, like, come on, you've yeah. got no excuse anymore. Like, you saying the bad that eShop, so I ended up getting our Switch out around Christmas. We were going to play Mario Party, we didn't in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I literally got in, went into the eShop and it just froze my whole Switch. Horrible. And I was like, horrible. Holy. And yet yeah. you can skydive in Zelda from the top to the bottom with no load screens and it's fine. Yeah. Crazy. How? Crazy. That's just what a testament to the developers of like yeah. you know, the first Honestly, party developers. Because yeah. obviously we talk about like Pokemon being a first party title, but this is technically it's a second party title. Sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But but they still have no excuse, right? Like No, true. Yeah. Like come on. Like That's you, not... can, you can make an open world Pokemon game if you can make Zelda. So I'm just assuming yeah. no one's got Pokemon on their game of the year then, no? No. 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 I didn't even play it. <laughs> this is the first so, Pokemon I haven't played in a long time. Zelda's not on my list, obviously. I didn't play it this year. I am mm. not the biggest Zelda guy. I played the first... What was the first one called? Breath of the Wild. Breath, Breath of the Wild. Wild, thank you. Um, I played Breath of the Wild. It just wasn't for me. I, mm. I I, just... I can't get into those games for some reason. Zelda, I've tried and tried and tried and tried. I've tried since the N64 to mm. get into Zelda. I just can't. And it's a shame, but I'm glad that you guys have enjoyed it this year. I am. Crash, go on. We'll go Matt, Crash, Despawn, me. Uh, my number 10, uh, my number 10 spot was a pretty contentious one because I didn't know what to put in this slot, if I'm going to be 100% honest Ooh. with you. There was a lot of stuff. There was nothing that stood out that was like, it belongs in a number 10 spot, but then there also wasn't anything that was like, I don't know. Uh, I ended up going with the finals because I enjoyed it, what I played of it this year. Uh, it was probably my favorite multiplayer game, uh, non-co-op game non-co-op where i'm playing where the objective is to play in unison with other players as opposed to against other players this year uh i really enjoyed it um that being said i did fall off towards the end i could have easily seen this replaced but i do think as far as multiplayer games it is a breath of fresh air go on fix you you seem like you have something definitely have something I'm, wa- I'm waiting for you to say the game the finals, the finals. Oh, the, f- oh, the final. Say the f- My bad. I thought I was waiting <laughs> you for you to say it. I was like, wait, what? I, I thought you were going to say what I put in mine, but no. Oh, okay. Oh. I, yeah, the final. Yeah, it's fine. I had the finals on my list for a while. Like, I, I kind of just like came up with my 10 and then was like, okay, I'm going to order them. And, and I ended up with like 11 or 12 and the finals just dropped off the bottom. But yeah, I agree. Like, I think it, it did. It made, it was a breath of fresh air. It's a perfect way to describe it in a, in a very saturated pvp pvp market or pvp pvp market um yeah i I think it was brilliant um but i did drop off it for some reason i don't know why but maybe i'll get back into it if they release more content for me it was very much a lack of like having a lack of a squad regularly like like, that is not a game you can solo i don't feel yeah no uh you need like like you need those three people together to be able to actually like work as a team properly and get like all the dynamics down I think the best thing about that game is also the worst thing. Exactly what you said. It is a very tactical game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very hectic on top of that. So if you don't have a full squad running around, it feels even worse. Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed what we played together. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a fun game. I just, yeah, it just didn't... The So the biggest issue with what we played is we didn't even play the game mode that the whole game is designed around. Because it's not available for you until you play... 10 rounds or it's win 10 rounds or whatever and then rank doesn't unlock for that a lot of the stuff in that game was kind of a mess for who knows what reasons they decided mm-hmm. to go through it 
don't know. But yeah, I, I did enjoy it. Just not enough to not enough to get made this list. No way. Yeah. It's also still in early access, right? Yes, I believe yeah. so. So like, no, I think isn't it like a one point release? Oh, is it a one point release? I oh, never mind them. I thought it was I early think, access. I think despawn is correct. I think it is a full release. Yeah, I will shut my mouth. Well, duh, because that'd be really bad otherwise, the developer's wrong because despawn's correct. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Despawn's never wrong. True, true. Well, you say that, you've noted what my number 10 is. Vix, are you going or is despawn? Oh, despawn, then me. Just me. Um, so, for me, my number 10 is, so this is a personal list, it's not on Xbox yet, uh, but I believe it's coming, uh, is a game called Cheer. Uh, so this was by the developers Awaseb. Uh, it is a open world kind of like again, it gives me like f- feeling of uh, Zelda, like old school Zelda, mm-hmm. like maybe like Wind Waker esque. Um, but it does a really good job of telling like the story of like Polynesian culture, uh, the abilities in that game. Uh, some of the most fun abilities I've ever had in a game this year uh you could basically it's one called soul jumping where you can jump into like animals and uh, inanimate objects and then control them uh and each one has its own unique power uh so you could jump into a bird and you can use that to fly around the islands or my favorite one is you can jump into a cow and crap out explosive turds and use them as weapons uh, and it's just just that on its own makes it uh, like a game of the year contender for me. Uh, but I like it's one of those ones where I got the code sent to me uh, on a whim. I thought I'd check it out, and I blitzed through it in like two three sessions, hundred uh, percent it. And yeah, absolutely adored my time with it. Um, yeah, definitely worth checking out if you if you like the kind of like gameplay style of like Wind Waker where you you have a boat where you can float around the islands on. Uh, you can go underwater, like, taking over a dolphin and swimming underwater and just like seeing the beautiful reefs under there. It's just, it's a gorgeous game in its own right, but then the gameplay is just a ton of fun as well. Fair it's enough. one I wanted to get to mm-hmm. and I probably still will. And I think it's one that I think Emma will really enjoy and stuff and we'll probably play a little bit together. Um, but yeah, didn't get to it this year. So many games didn't get to this year. Too many yeah. games. My number 10 is, I don't know if it made any of your lists actually, uh, again, same as Crush, really, I, and that's why I thought it was on the same wavelength. Um, it, it's one of those games that, I don't know, it It was the most fun I had probably playing a multiplayer game this year. In a year where I look at my list and it's so, I think everything on this list other than this game is single player, I guess, other than BG3, but well, you know what I mean by that. Yeah. Um, it's Party Animals. Party Animals. Yeah. Number 10. Number 10 for me. Yeah, it was... Again, I played it with you guys. Had a fantastic time. Played it with some streamer friends as well. Um, it was that game we played when we went to take a break between RP. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just had a really good time with Party Animals. It's that... It has that same gang beast um, loop, you know, where it's like, anybody can play it. It's dumb enough that, yes, you can get good at it. There's no, there's no saying you can't get good at it, but there's enough randomness to the game that... Your, you know, your mum, your dad, your sister, your brother, your cousin could play it and they could win a round and that gives them that hit of dopamine of like, yeah, I did that. And um, that's what I really enjoyed about about uh, Party Animals was, you know, in a world where I play Call of Duty all the time or Rainbow Six or whatever, there's a just it's just so try-hard heavy. And maybe mm-hmm. maybe I go back and, back and play Party Animals right now and it's probably a bunch of try-hards. Yeah. Um, but when I played it and I put, you know, my 10 to 15 hours in or whatever I put in, um 
it was just a fun, enjoyable game for me and a few of my friends to jump on and have a good time. So, um, yeah, Pie Animals made number 10. Also on Game Pass, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, great get yeah. for Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're back around to you, Matt. Well, I reckon we've probably all got this on our list, and I reckon you're going to be mad at me for having it so far down the list. But for me, number nine is Hi-Fi Rush. You start a game with a Black Keys song. I'm going to put it on my list. <laughs> Fucking great. Fixed number it nine? Rush. Oh, wait, he did. Number nine. I know. It's been a great year, Fix. It's been a great year. <laughs> number nine. Number nine. Gonna hate me. Are you? What? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. You one better, Matt. Not on my list. <gasps> Not on my list either. <gasps> Not on my list. All right, I'm off the hook. Fix. You can't come kill me anymore. Are you not crazy? Probably. Yeah. I didn't play enough of it to for it to go on my list. I dropped off that game. So I fast. looked at it and I compared it to other games, and I was like, I don't know if it's stuck with me enough mm-hmm. for me to put it in my list. What? Well, Hi-Fi Rush is on my list, and it's at number three. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I yeah. I mean, feel, I I I I love that game. I thought that <laughs> game was fantastic. Um, I I think the build-up to the game in terms of how they released it was fantastic. I think uh, it was the perfect way to straight and drop a game like that that probably wouldn't have got um the love it deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, it is definitely. It is definitely a nine ten game for me. Um, short, simple, told a story that was interesting enough for me to want to carry on from start to finish. Um, and then it did something different. We always complain about video games staying safe and doing the same boring mechanical rubbish that just isn't that fun. Um, and Hi-Fi Rush didn't do that. It was a it was a rhythm-based music game that was also action-focused you know like and again it had likable characters as well um that obviously were were just very well written for me but yeah yeah for it for it to not be on your list i can't wait to hear these lists um <laughs> no but i, I just want to wow. bounce off no, what you please. just said because yeah i totally agree with everything you said i think like the characters have found an audience like like a real love with the like xbox community or the gaming community in general um I think it sets itself up to build like a phenomenal franchise. And I think we speculated on it before of like, oh, how cool would it be if they like jump genre now, right? And the next one's like a hip hop game or, or whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, exactly. Right? And I think I think that probably comes down to it as well of like you being a musician fix. And so like this game oh, speaking music. to you in a way that maybe it doesn't speak to the, the rest of us, certainly like, as much. Despawn's a musician as well. Oh, that's true. That's true. I forgot. Sure. Yeah, sorry, Despawn. Don't apologize. It's fine. I, I saw, I saw I your apologize. tweet. I saw your tweet that you're going to release more music next year, or this year, that's, I should say. That's the plan. <gasps> Exciting. Damn. Okay. Exciting. Okay. Damn, I can't. Damn. Okay. Well, crash. Number nine. My number nine. Uh, Dead Space. I'm going to put uh, Dead Space in my number nine spot. Uh, You know, jumping into it atmosphere wise, atmosphere, atmosphere, atmosphere. I think that's the one thing that game does phenomenal on top of having really cool weapons and being able to go back into that world again um was absolutely phenomenal i think ea did a wonderful job with the remake and it also made me very hopeful in the future for what they decide to do with that space because it was very much so in murky water with whatever they would decide to do with it Mm -hmm. um 
But yeah, I like I absolutely loved my time being there, being in that game. I think the weakest part about that game for me is probably the story because I don't really care about it at all. Uh, but the, the way they set it up, the moments where all the lights turn off in certain situations and all you hear is the audio cues of things coming and crawling around and coming to kill you. Uh, absolutely phenomenal with that game. Yeah, I, I echo that. Yeah, I, man, it, it's on my list as well. Number five. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I I was saying at the time before Alan Wake 2 came out, probably the most atmospheric game that I've played this year. That changed when you played Alan Wake, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, what a game. At one point, it was on my game, it was top of the game of this list for a while there. Um, again, especially having not experienced Dead Space properly the first time round, to get into play a 4k version you know all the bells and whistles you're shooting off these limbs and i always heard about people shooting off the limbs of these mm -hmm. of these um aliens Necrom or, Necromals, or necromunts yeah. yeah and um sort of been like oh, yeah all right i've played resident evil i've shot a zombie in the leg five times and it blows off yeah cool i get it like it's, it's very different yeah. playing it in dead space because of the weapon design and things like that it's that game is perfectly built in my opinion, for that world. Nothing doesn't make sense. The weaponry, the the atmosphere, the 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 um the low gravity moments and things like that. Like it all makes perfect sense for the world. And there's not a lot of games I can say like there, no, there there isn't a lot of games that you can say from start to finish I go, yeah, that all made sense to be in the world. Because at certain points you have to make a video game. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, but other than probably the save points in Dead Space, like even the way you upgrade your suits makes sense in that world, in my opinion, you yeah, know? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, it's a, it's a very, very good game. Did it make anybody else's list? No, but only because I didn't play it. Too many games this I, year. I didn't finish it. Oh, no. Sorry, everyone Robert. froze for a second there for me. It was yeah. Discord. Yeah, Discord. Yeah, Discord. Discord. Discord's been playing up today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying about right. your uh, your time? Play again, Matt. Matt. Oh, I was just saying I did. I just didn't put enough time into it. Um, yeah, I so. probably put like five, six hours into it. I didn't finish it. Um, but yeah, it, it, yeah, it's phenomenal, and I want to get back and play it. It just didn't make my list. Yeah. Well, it's now on Game list. Pass, so. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I am going to give like a college try, as they say. I'm going to try and get involved and uh, play that one. You better do it soon. There's a lot of games coming out this year. There's so many yeah. games. <laughs> never ends. It never mm. ends. Is that me? Mm, no, you're at the start, mate. Yeah, you wait. Uh, yeah. It's you, <laughs> It's me. Okay, so my number nine. Okay, so not... And again, I'm doing really badly with being an Xbox podcast. It's not an Xbox game. My number nine was Final Fantasy 16. I adored my time in this game. Um, there were some issues with it that um, made it drop down the list. Like the the uh, the side quest stuff was a pain most of the time. Um, but for for me, like the combat, the story, um, the the voice acting, the ga the graphics, just like everything felt amazing um the combat specifically when you're going up against some of those big bosses it just everything felt so epic uh and it's like it took what they'd done really well with final fantasy 7 remake and like ramped it up 
Um, and with it being the first kind of like mainline title from the MMO guys, uh, so the MMO two, which I think is Creative Unit three, um, you could tell that they had those elements of like what they've done really well with Final Fantasy fourteen, but putting it into a single player story and like just oh man, it's such a great story. Uh, it it gave me that kind of like I want to say Game of Thrones vibes to it. Um, but told in a really like classic Final Fantasy way. Uh, but yeah, the voice acting for it and like the just the acting for everyone was like phenomenal. And the fact that it's winning like yeah, like performance of the year categories left, right, and center, it's totally worth it. Yeah, that is number seven on my list. Um echoing a lot of the stuff you said. I think the icon battles in particular are mm-hmm. absolutely the highlights of that game. Um Originally, this was very, very high on my list, but then the more I sat on it, I kind of echo your statements. The side quests kind of dull it down a little bit. The RPG experience, it is in the game. It is present. You can ignore it because it's Mm -hmm. not really relevant, but it's still there and not being fully utilized definitely brings it down. But I think what it has in full with the combat itself, which is absolutely phenomenal, I think it is the funnest combat uh, in a game I've played this year um, on top of having a good story. Um, I think absolutely a phenomenal game, and I can't wait to see where this team goes um, for more single-player games, be it Final Fantasy, or if they decide to do something else uh, with Square Enix. Um, I absolutely can't wait to see what they do. Yeah, I haven't even touched on the uh, the DLC. I've not had a chance to play that yet, um, but I've heard good things. And we know, we know that we're getting another piece of DLC this year as well. Man, if you are a Final Fantasy fan, you are eating well this year. Yeah, I mean, I played it. I enjoyed it. I, I think it might be the greatest opening um, to a video game. Yeah, the demo. Ever. Just that ever. entire demo section is like... Yeah, but I'm saying, like, ever. if you bought the game, like, just mm-hmm. the, the the greatest opening in a video game ever, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it is encapsulating. It is, it is great storytelling. It is performed well. Um, combat is fantastic, like you guys said. Didn't make my list, unfortunately um just because i i really as i got deeper into the game though what you both said are 100 percent right i found the game wasting my time too often mm-hmm. in terms of it's it, it for me to put out a tweet being like yo do i need to do these side quests and then everyone be like yeah you do but they're not fun <laughs> and that was the response i got back yeah, it was yeah. like yeah you do need to do them but they're not fun but you should do them mm-hmm. and i'm like you know what at that point, and and again, like we've said, there are so many games that came out this year. Yeah. Um, it just got to a point where I was like, "This is really fun. I'm really enjoying this." And then it got to a point where I was like, oh, "This isn't as fun, and this isn't as enjoyable as I know the main story. I'm sure it is, but yeah. I have to run past all this stuff to get there. Yeah, which is also going to leave me at a hindrance later on in in the game. And yeah, unfortunately, didn't 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 end up making my list. Unfortunately, yeah, but great it's... game. It is a great game. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's why it was so far down on my list is because it when it did well, it did amazing. But it's that lack of respect for your time in some elements that yeah. just like yeah, it, it kind of dragged it down a bit. Like it felt like they were padding. It was, uh, and they should have put it... more elements in different areas like the RPG sections and things like that. I think it was just really a carryover from the Final Fantasy fourteen mechanics. Because like a lot of the padding, the side quests and stuff like that, it's literally copy and paste from Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Where they do that with story and narrative and it really works really well. But when you get to the gameplay stuff, um, that's kind of where like it just sort of falls through, unfortunately. 
I also felt like the item system was the most pointless thing on God's given earth in that game. Mm. Yeah. Just just my opinion. Just I just I every time I got an item, I was just like, okay, is this no, it doesn't matter. Oh, oh, no, yeah, no, no. Mm. That's for me, I classify that under like the RPG banner. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, no, of course. Worthless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, me, number nine. You've heard me talk about it. I put a lot of hours into this game. Uh I played it on holiday. It's Punch Club 2. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Again, I, I couldn't I couldn't it couldn't not make this list. Like it was the game that the I put the most probably the most no nah, probably not the most time actually thinking about it, especially now my Baldur's Gate addiction has fully uh came in. Um if you don't know what it is, I've sp- spoke about it on the podcast a number of times, you know, time based management game about um it's like a eighties, a bunch of eighties references about films and fighting films about his character. From the first game, he plays the you play this as the son, the dad died. Um, and again, you, you go into a gym and you're you're just managing you're managing time and things like that. And uh yeah, Punch Club 2 out on Xbox, really enjoyed it. Um, definitely deserves to be on my list. Number eight, Matt. Number eight for me is Hogwarts Legacy. Fuck JK Rowling. Yep, as we say. Rowling um fuck jk Rowling. so yeah look i i I think this could have been the the sort of licensed project this year that could have been the most phoned in thing of all time right like i'm not sure any of us expected it to be as good as it ended up being who would have thought you could take the combat from essentially like batman games with like counters and stuff and you know a little bit of god of war in there as well with sort of the right trigger and then different spell wheels and all that fun stuff um but yeah just uh, like they nailed the world and then the combat was better than expected and so for me that fully cements it at the eighth place if the story was a little bit better maybe i would have been a little bit more interested i didn't finish the game um but but yeah there it was number eight hogwarts legacy on my list as well number seven um yeah just to echo everything that you just said honestly on paper this should have been my game of the year Mm. like or at least in the top three um mm-hmm. there's no way that bowlers gate free or high fire rush should have been should have beat this game in terms of like i live with a, a pot ahead i live with someone who is crazy about harry potter i have to watch all the films every year at christmas um like clockwork mm-hmm. um it it now so much good about <clears throat> sorry about harry potter and it's world and things like that, and it nails it. The puzzles nails it. Um, being able to 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 fly around that school and feel like you are a student of that school. And if you've, some people haven't, obviously, I'm, I've been very lucky to go to the Hogwarts Legacy like um, tours and things like that on, the, on a few occasions now. And again, I've walked on these things that were built for films, right? And now I'm playing it in a game and it feels just as immersive. Mm-hmm. um and it, it does it has all those things and then it, its story is just so boring and so slow to get into um like the opening of that game total opposite of um final fantasy right it's so boring and and it, it I, I get it i understand what it's going for and it's trying to take you on that journey right of mm-hmm. like you becoming the student and then like you know you're not harry potter right so, but you're going through all these iconic places that Harry Potter went through, like the bank and things like that. And it's trying to give you that sense of like, you're special. But you never really feel special. Um, and that, and that's kind of the problem with the story going through. It's like a bunch of characters who are not characters from the story, uh, from the game. Uh, sorry, not characters from the films or the books. Yeah. Um, and then it adds a layer of 
um like there's there's a certain line in there i always say to Haley, and we bring it up all the time about wands um there's a character from south africa and she's like oh in south africa we don't use wands and that instantly knocks me out of the entire game because i was like then why the hell do these wands exist mm -hmm. do one simple line and i'm and i'm sure what they were going for was there's a magical world out there everywhere and not everyone does the same thing cool but i've watched harry potter and again i'm not like a potterhead like most people i'm sure they can explain it way better than me right but i've watched harry potter we go to a shop and the one picks us but you're telling me in another country the one don't pick us it just took me out of it it really did it mm. really it was one of those moments that just took me out of it like huh is that canon and it's not but it, it was frustrating I'm actually the opposite. <clears throat> Sorry. I really like those moments. Like the the thing I don't like about the story is you're the special one. Nobody's ever going to talk about this kind of magic and you're the only one who can do it. And like, we don't ever reference it for the rest of wizarding world and history, but you're super special and you're the only one who can do this. Yeah. I would have loved for it to be in this really like insular. You're just a student at this yep. school and like, all right, there's stuff going on and you are the one who saves the day or whatever, but just make it a smaller story. I don't need to save the world and I don't need to be the special chosen one and go to school late and all this stuff. Like, I think people just wanted the experience of feeling like they're at that school and they're living at that school, even if that came with a bit of like mundaneity of like going to classes. And I think that's, that's where this game is strongest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's where this game is strongest. Like when you first get to the school, and then you've just got to go yeah. learn this spell at this class and you've got to go find that class and like exploring, right? And and finding, get into the common room and stuff like that. Like that's where the magic of this game is. And and I, I disagree. Like I think I think those little stories about those little side characters are some of the strongest bits. Like I, no, no. I find that really interesting. I'm not saying um, that I don't find that, those stories interesting. I didn't like that one in particular sure, story. Fine. It took me out of, yeah. I find and the I, side stories quite interesting. Some of the characters are quite interesting. But and I think it's a common... Agree, yeah common thing people say about the game that have played it is that the uh, there's a character called sebastian who's like your best friend or one of your best friends in the game um his side quest is the most interesting quest in the game right which isn't the main quest line yeah um and so yeah i think this game is strongest when it's you are a kid at this school and it's weakest when you are the savior of the world um and so i hope like obviously this came with a whole load of pr bullshit right um and Rightly so, so. Uh, yeah, Rightly 100%, so. of course, yeah. of course. I didn't mean bullshit in the sense No, I know of, what you meant. It, yeah, cool. cool. Um, yeah, headache. And so, like, it, I part of me thinks it's such an easy cash grab. Just launch another game, just a new story, same map, same mechanics, yeah. just different characters, different setting of time or whatever you want to do. You can cash in this for years. And part of me hopes they don't do it. Part of me hopes they do. Um because it could easily become an annualized franchise, I feel like. Um, but of course, it's a licensed game, so I'm sure there are certain headaches with producing stories in that world that are, that are licensed. To... Uh, from from what I know, again, I don't know too much, but apparently just getting this game made was like hell on earth. Yeah, like, sure. To get it written off on certain aspects is like with uh, J.K. Rowling, which, you know, fuck J.K. Rowling. Um, but yeah, apparently it's just an absolute headache. I do think money speaks, though, unfortunately. Sure, right? 100%. Like, for this game to not get a sequel in two to three years, after they've done pretty much all of the hard work, you would have thought, in terms of designing the school and yeah. being able to use the broom and 
you know, then you give people the uh, Quidditch that we wanted, and maybe you give us a older story from more like a teenager. He, he was a teenager technically, like you know what I mean, but a, yeah. a little bit older um, of a, a character. Maybe that could be a bit more interesting. Honestly, I agree with you though. It, it was the the mundane task of what was really missing. I kind of wanted Persona, but in Harry Potter world, you yeah. know, not not turn based or anything like that. But those you go to class Daily. and you turn up late yeah, yeah. and and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think, like, it, you know, at the time, we didn't have Baldur's Gate. Now we're Baldur's Gate, and you're like, oh, I can be anything I want to be. And in that game, the character you're playing as is the dullest yes. person on Earth. They, they, they are late to the school. They are fi- they've missing five years of education, and everything they see is totally just fine to them. They're not yeah. freaking out at all. They're no. a 15-year-old kid, and they're just like, huh, that's cool. That guy just got set on fire. I just murdered 25, 25 people, people, which is, yep. I get it. It's a video game thing, but like yeah. you want to be that kid at Hogwarts. That's like, holy fucking shit. What the fuck is that? And yeah. ev- and he's just like, yeah. so fine with everything that's happening. It's wild. Yeah. You, yeah. It sounds like you kind of want the, the Harry Potter experience without the, like the hangups of being that character. Basically yes. you, you want to go into know. that. I want to be Harry no. Potter. Honestly. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've said this before. I've said this before. Give me that world, those engines, those mechanics, and give me Harry Potter, Ron Weasley. Especially after we know what they're gonna do and ruin. They're about to ruin Harry Potter with this. What with the Amazon uh, series? With this, not Amazon, is it? It's Hulu. Um, It's not Amazon, right? I don't think it's Amazon. I think it's uh, Warner Discovery or whatever that that thing they got got away from. HBO. Thank you. Um, We know they're gonna ruin it. For us, not, I'm not saying for the new generation, they're going to mm. absolutely probably love it. But They'll for it, me, then yeah, yeah. Radcliffe is Harry Potter. This is how we felt. This is how people felt about James Bond back in the day, right? Mm. Like we're at that moment where like people like, not my ha- you hashtag can't not do my that. Harry. Yeah. <laughs> and this is not, hashtag not my Chris. This is hashtag not my Harry, 100%. Because mm. um, <laughs> we all know there's going to, I will go on the, we all know they're going to make a black character. And these characters don't need to be black. I'm telling it right here. I'm mixed race. I'm stamping approval with it. I'm Didn't they do that? Didn't they do that in the, the yeah. Danny Radcliffe no, movie? Well, she's, they, they well, technically, technically, she's written as a black woman, is she not? I think J.K. Rowling, Hermione's technically a black woman. She's on the stage show. She's uh, portrayed as black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, sorry, I was talking about one of one of like Draco's best mates is like white for two movies, and then they make him black. I, can't I might be, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. They switch out one of the. They don't switch out the character, but he gets pushed to the back. One of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, and then, and then Draco enough. gets a new friend. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I did know that that was for some real will issues. Apparently, the one of uh, I think is either Craig or Goyle uh, basically got arrested for uh, drug dealing. Sounds right. Bro, you're making Sounds Harry Potter, right. my. You don't need drug dealer money, Jesus. I uh, know. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, apparently. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, where are we at? We're at eight, uh, right? Number eight that, for yeah. Crash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number eight game, uh, Remnant Two. Ah. Uh, ah, I absolutely, yeah, I absolutely adored my time in this game. Talk about a great year for co-op games because I'm gonna have a couple. I'm gonna have one more here, but there's another game that unfortunately isn't out yet. Uh, that would have been 100 percent on my list. Um, Lethal Company would have been on my list. I'm just gonna say it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Remnant Two, a fantastic game. I think overall around the board improvements from the first one. I think. The way you unlock classes and all that stuff is very dope in the game. Um, the ability system is really cool. The Souls-like aspect to the game is very fun. 
um, and the way it functions. The boss fights are absolutely amazing. Um, the co-op is amazing. Uh, whenever you start a new character as well, as well, the worlds are procedurally generated and you get random worlds. So if you start a new game, you don't always start with the same first world. Uh, I think there's just a lot of stuff that game does that's very, very, uh, very cool. And it all works together and flows together very well. Fair. I, uh, I wish so I would have got to it. I wish yeah, I would have got to it. I me too. So I did recently try and start uh, From the Ashes, uh, but I just, yeah, I really, we've had this discussion before. Souls games and those kind of like elements, not for me. Just because it's got a gun in it doesn't make that any different for me, I don't <laughs> think. I think not. From the Ashes, like I played From the Ashes late and mm -hmm. I, I didn't love it. Like I saw what they were going for, yeah. and and I I've heard, and I think Crash will probably echo it. Like the the improvements here are, are so vast. Like this is a such a better, better game. Um, maybe when we do our twelve hour stream, we should all jump into it. Steve, just for a little bit. It just is on Game bit. Pass. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Well, we could jump into Lethal Company instead. We could definitely do that. We got twelve hours, mate. We, we can't go say we've got twelve hours. She's like, gonna, I'm not. You're gonna be around for about three of those. How about you get the hell <laughs> out of here, Matt? You know what we're gonna do the last three hours? That's what we're gonna play. Around That's what we're doing. The last three hours. Yeah. Yep. That's fair. I deserve that. I deserve that. Yeah. As soon as you, I want to play Mario Party. I will do that. We don't need to be twelve hours. My though. Xbox and me. Oh, I forgot to mention our new show. It's called uh, My Xbox and Me Extra, where we play PlayStation, Nintendo, and play PC games. Yeah, and, and just, just invited. And we we just were gonna do the day before. Xbox. That's true. We were gonna do the day before. We, I'm we did try. I was, never got to play that. I was scheduled to come out to Xbox. Yeah, I'm gonna say, Matt, don't be that good. It it barely came ah. out on PC. It's a moment in time, though, isn't it? Like <laughs> I, I had my my laptop was broken, right? Like I was right. trying to install it, and my laptop died. Um, it probably killed it. it probably, yeah, well, did it, maybe, so, yeah. yeah. No, it, it definitely it, wasn't its fault, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah, that's that yeah. Uh, number eight from you, Deespool. Yep. Yep. Uh, number eight for me is Ghost Runner Two. Big old okay. single player game. Um, so yeah, I I never played the first one. Um, I got access to the second one so far. You know what? We'll give it a go. See if it's for me. I talked earlier about not liking Souls games. This is very much like a first-person platformer Souls game. Like it is hard as nails. Like something it... being hard does not make it Souls-like. I'm yeah, just putting that out there. Okay, right. right. This is well... like Lion King, if you want to say something like that. I guess. Okay, yeah. This is this is first-person <laughs> 3D Lion King. Yeah, it is. It is a hard as hell platforming first-person uh, roguelike game. It is super hard, but the game makes you feel like such a badass as you're running around. If you pull off that perfect run, uh, throwing shurikens at people, deflecting bullets, grinding across a rail, and then killing everyone in an area in a single run, uh, oh man, it feels so good. Um, from what I've seen and played of, or what I've seen of the first one, the combat is infinitely better. They have a whole extra section with a motorbike in there, which gives like this kind of like semi open world element to some of the levels which makes it really interesting yet still feels like it's well grounded in what they already had before uh and yeah the story is fantastic um it's just that right level of cyberpunk-esque uh dystopia that i love in a video game uh and yeah absolutely when it gets hard it gets really hard 
But then, like I say, once you manage to pull off that perfect run and get through that level that you got stuck on, like some levels where I had like 130, 140 deaths in there. But when I finally get through it, and it just, you just feel so like, you feel like, you feel like a gamer. Like it makes you feel like <laughs> an absolute gamer, um, which is what I love. And yeah, no, absolutely love my time with it. I definitely recommend checking out if you get a chance to. Man, absolutely adored it. Yeah, I love the first one. That's one of the games that I wish I got to this year that mm-hmm. I unfortunately didn't end up getting around to. Um, but if it's anything like the first one, I imagine it is a very, very good game. Yeah. I love the, just the, the collectibles and system as well in there. And uh, like you get the option to like kit out your guy in different like swords and uh, armors. It, yeah, lots of replay value, um, lots of speed running up op- op- abilities in there. The photo mode is really cool as well. Just like there's a ton of like little optional extras that make a game just that little bit better. And I think, yeah, this game does it so well as well. Okay, okay. Uh, my number eight is Lies of E. Um, yeah, didn't make the mistake of putting it any higher this year. Um, Criminally low. I had, I had a great time. No, no, game. no. Criminally yeah. high for Fix. Criminally high for Fix. Fix barely played this game. No, you play more of this than Elden Ring. Hey, hold up. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just messing what? with you. I'm Wait, just I'm, messing I'm, with I'm, you for the Elden Ring. I'm just messing with you for Elden Ring. I, I, want, the, I want the exact amount of time I put into Liza P. Okay. What would we say? Okay, how much time no, do you, you think got, I put No, you got in? through like two. two how much time do you think I put into this game? How much time? I think you put in like. Six hours. Five and a half. Five and a half. That's fine. How much of that was on the pause screen, though? None. Every minute of it was hard gameplay. Of me working my way through. Because I'm a hardcore gamer. No, I really enjoyed Liza P. Like I said, this is one of the... I didn't stop playing Liza P because I got frustrated with it for the first time. This wasn't one of those games where... Usually I play... play played most uh, Souls-like games now at this point, and I play them to a point of frustration so I can appreciate how good they are as a game. I actually didn't get frustrated with Liza P. I just forgot about it and then stopped streaming it. So I was actually streaming it for a little while there. Um, Liza P is a fantastic game. Like, it is very well built. I really thought its story um, of what I got to experience in the five and a half hours isn't, again, we all know, it's not going to be like a cutscene here, a cutscene there. It's It's atmospheric. It's there was a story being told. I went and got what was the old lady's uh, thing that she wanted in the window? Um, wine? Uh, the, was no, it wine? No, no, no. no it would have been the thought. doll. Yeah, that was it. The, the doll. Yeah, the baby yeah. doll. Yes. Just little things like that in this game. Um, it's a great game. It's a great game. I think it deserved to be on my list. Um, not above anything else, but definitely above Final Fantasy 16. It does deserve to be above Final Fantasy 16. I agree with that. Um, I'm a Matt. You go with where you put it first. It's in a number two for me. Yes, same, 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 okay. same. It was. It's in the bin for it, me. It was tight. It was tight. It's in the bin for you. Unbelievable. I, we again for the third time. I know. Don't like I Souls know, games. Souls games. Yeah. yeah but yeah, I think yeah, um, okay, you know, like I, I Lords of the Fallen isn't on my list, and I've only put like four or five hours into that and and i think it could have crept into the top 10 if i'd put more time into it if i'd had more time to put into it um but this year has been a phenomenal year for for souls games without a from software game 
Like, it's incredible how good these two games are. Um, and, you know, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Is that what people say? Um, Did Armor Core come out this year? I, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, it's not my sort of game. I, it's a, it's a, it's a, a FromSoft from game. game. You did say in a year where no FromSoft right, right, came right. out. You know what I mean. You know what I, I mean. I know that the YouTube comments will come for us from now on. You've not heard. You not seen them? I'm just baiting them at this point, folks. Don't worry about <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, no FromSoft games out this year. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I hope that From Software learn from this. I don't think they will, but I hope they look at Lies of P and they learn from it and they go, oh. We can actually tell a story in our games. Uh, we can actually I'm gonna have a little bit of a pushback against that. I think the way that Souls games typically still tell stories, phenomenal. Just not the easiest to absorb and yeah. push a lot of people away. Agreed. I'm fine with the way they tell stories. I don't think they need to chase each other because then it removes the uniqueness that a different game would have. Can like, I say one uh, thing like really quickly? It's fair. Yeah. It's fair. Mickey Mouse has now entered the public domain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mickey Mouse Souls-like game from the studio that made Liza P. You you know? You could see. <laughs> They're not far off doing it, if I'm honest you with you. You could have like... Mickey Mouse popping up, I'm just saying. I, don't I wouldn't know be surprised listened... if they do. Mickey Mouse still say? Listen to the, uh... yeah, they didn't. No, they didn't. Sorry? They did, they definitely did. You're gonna say the spoiler cast, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. no yeah, I don't know did. if you listened to the spoiler cast me and Crash, but we speculated no. on what the sequels could be or the DLCs could be. Oh god, and it's not, it's not far off that. Well, I don't want to spoil the game for everybody. Um oh, well, this is end of the year, mate. It's done. If you don't want spoilers for Liza P, mute for a second, I'll tap my head when it's not. Talk to oh, me. Shit. Crash, you don't want to do it? Oh wait, what are you saying? We're in it, we're in uh, it. It's they, the end they, of the year, boys. We've got to start spoiling things. Talk to me. Go, talk to uh, me. They tease uh, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz uh, oh, being a part of the same universe. Okay. Um, and uh, Dorian Gray as well, which is uh, kind of okay. like, you know, one of the original vampire tales, if you like, of yeah, yeah. immortality and that kind of stuff. So they're well, building this world. They're building their uh, their MCU, for lack of a better term. Um and it's very, very exciting to see what that team does next. Incredible work from, you know, first game from a fresh team out of, you know, South Korea and stuff. It's phenomenal stuff. Um, and, and visually, right? Like, it's a fucking yeah. stunning game. Yes. Unbelievably beautiful. And, and I think that shows where we are in the games industry at the moment, of the tools that have become available to devs to, you know, small teams can make these really impressive technically and visually things. Like, we're in for a treat these next 10 years, I tell you what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. That's cool. Very cool. Liza P number two. Yeah. All right. But it's you again, Matt. Number seven. Oh, it is. Number seven is, and I think, again, I've played a lot of this game. I have not finished this game. If I had finished this game, maybe it would be higher on my list. But right now it's at number seven. It's Dave the Diver. Ooh. Fucking Damn. great game. Okay. Really good game. And this is a gamer's ass game. There, I am probably 15 hours into this game and it's still introducing new mini games and not so many games that I now have to do. Um, 
it, you know, it's it's a if you don't know, it's a game about a diver who goes diving and then runs a sushi restaurant in the evening, and that is the absolute tip of the iceberg. Um, there is sort of a Pokemon trading card system in this game. There's a Guitar Hero mini game in this game. There is um, uh, farming in this game. Yeah, it's it's wild, and it, and it, every time it introduces a new thing, it's to make the mundane stuff you were doing at the start easier. Um, mm-hmm. So like when you start farming fish and farming crops and stuff that's so that you don't have to worry about fishing anymore because you're too busy doing crazy shit underwater and you don't need to worry about fishing anymore you can hire people to work in your restaurant so you don't need to worry about doing that anymore because you're doing crazy shit like that it starts introducing um yeah like i imagine it wouldn't be for everybody right if you're really into stardew and you like that loop of kind of doing the same thing over and over and not too much changing stardew has this elements but but um, yeah, this game just keeps throwing crazier and crazier shit at you, and it's fucking brilliant, and it's funny, and it's yeah, it's just great. It's just great. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I think I've done like two, three hours into it. Uh, I've not put a lot of time into it. Otherwise, it probably would have made the list at some point. But yeah, I think for me, the personal thing that I like is the ridiculous, over the top, um, like cutscenes for the yeah. most mundane upgrade that you get. Like you level up a, a sushi recipe from level one to level two, and it feels like you've just watched an episode of like uh, I don't know, like a Cowboy Bebop or something. Yeah, like just Dragon Ball Z. Like, yeah, just like just Dragon Ball Z, like Naruto esque. Yeah, ridiculousness for making a sushi menu, and yeah, it's it's so cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to like putting more time in it. I think that's gonna be my game that I'm streaming this week. Uh, so I'm gonna restart it on stream and just uh, just to show it off a bit. But yeah, no, I'm very excited to put like a lot of hours into that one. Because like don't you restart said, it's... It. just keep going, just keep just going, keep going, just keep okay. yeah, don't restart okay. it. Just get. Yeah, I agree. Get past. I've got past that earlier section, so we can show what we've done, what I've done already. Because, because you know, it, like, and this is a separate discussion, but like it is a quite a heavy mechanical game, and so the mm-hmm. tutorial at the start is relatively lengthy. Like you know what you're doing, you know what you're doing. Just just crack on. Like yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, it's sick. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to more time with it. Number seven, Crash. Uh, my number seven is Final Fantasy 16. So, okay, yeah, no, we've done that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. cool, cool. Uh, Eastbourne? My number seven is Sea of Stars. Uh, hmm. So, again, I'm not a chance to finish yet. Again, too many games. Blah, blah, blah. But the amount of time that I put into it, I put a lot of hours into it so far. So good. Like, it is a classic... It feels like a classic Squaresoft game. Uh, so your, your Final Fantasy is like five, six, five and six kind of era. It's, it's Super Mario RPG meets Chrono Trigger. Through and yeah, through. that's basically game. what it is. It is yeah. It's got the right side of humor. Um, the graphics are amazing. Like, if you like that classic uh, 16-bit, like, turn-based RPG style uh, graphics. Um, the combat is... While it it feels like it could just be like a basic turn based RPG, they do like really cool mechanics to kind of like make it a bit more in depth. So you've got like a parry a parry system for your abilities to kind of like stag like build up uh, attacks uh, a bit better. Uh, the way that you can kind of combine abilities and certain enemies are weak to certain abilities, so you can stagger them. Um, and yeah, like. The NPCs in it are really fun to talk to. Um, the some of the bosses are really cool. Like the one I fought against, which was like a ghost pirate who controlled like a kraken. 
uh, was amazing. Uh, but yeah, no, I love it. Um, if you are a fan of like old school RPGs, you are going to love this game. Uh, and yeah, it's same people who made the Messenger as well. Um, so if same you... world too. So is it the same world? Oh, okay, yeah, I, same I did, universe. did not know that. That's cool. But yeah, no, absolutely loved it. Uh, definitely, def- definitely check it out if you're an RPG fan. Yeah, that's uh, that's on my list as well. It's number six on my list. Um, cool. Everything Despawn said, like it's a really, really good turn-based game. The music's fantastic as mm-hmm. well. The art style, the combat, the being able to break opponents when they're doing like special moves. The boss fights are all phenomenal. Like really, really good game. It's also, if I'm not mistaken, on Game Pass. Yep. I don't think I'm wrong about that. Yeah, so 100% worth checking out if you have Game Pass and you are into turn-based RPGs. Number seven. Who's next? You. 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 Oh, it's me. Oh, yeah, we already did that. How goes Legacy? Okay. Ah, uh, cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing more to add on to that one. Um, Number Back six, Matt. <clears throat> Resident Evil. Full remake. <clears throat> is this with or without the DLC? Uh, this is without the DLC because I didn't play it. <gasps> okay. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, yeah, like I had never played Resident Evil 4 originally. I think I probably played an hour of it on a Wii at a mate's house one time. And I think I Best played a little play. bit on my phone at some point as well. That's why um, to play both of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I would argue that this is the best way to play it. Um, it is stunning. It is, yeah, just fun from start to finish. Um, I don't think it's as good as Resident Evil 2, but then that's not the vibe it's going for, right? And so um yeah it's made me more of a resident evil fan and i feel like every resident evil game that comes out makes me more of a resident evil fan at this point um and so yeah i can't wait to see what resident evil 9 looks like i'm less enthralled to see what resident evil 5 remake looks like Mm. although i'm sure that's coming so excited Mm, we'll get cove veronica on one before that i hope (laughs) i mean i think you've been saying cove veronica for as long as i've known you fix no, but I'm, now I've been, like been saying Cody Veronica before I knew you, mate. Well, that's a fair <laughs> point. That's a fair point. <laughs> no, now they've actually come out and confirmed they're doing more remakes. And realistically, mm. where else can they go? Yo, let me tell you right now. Outbreak. I will, I will, I will punch my monitor if they do <laughs> Resident Evil Outbreak. If we're sitting down reacting to, I don't care, game, game awards or a PlayStation mm. conference or whatever it may be, right? And they're like. Is it Resident Evil Outbreak, like Fire One and Two remake? I swear to flipping God, I will smash something. <laughs> Good smash or bad smash? Because I have no context. I don't think he's a fan. Yeah, a bit of both. Okay. A bit of both. Like those games. That this is not the time for it. But those games are both ahead of their time and would work perfectly for the modern era. But they're just not Resident Evil games, really. Mm. Oh, is that the co-op one? Yeah. Got it. Okay. For the PS2. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm sure. Mm. Don't get me wrong. To convince you for to play Matt, your plan as the maid, and you and you only have this to use, and your plan. Don't get me wrong. Those games would be dope to play now, but mm-hmm. for the shits and gigs, not because I think they're amazing games. Yeah, yeah, no. So I have yeah. no context for me playing as the maid and only having one. They're like, <laughs> my mind. Like, I'm like, dressed up as a maid right now. I'm, sure <laughs> maid. I'm pretty sure. Duster. I'm pretty sure I'm one of the characters it. is a maid. I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure. I'm surprised. I'm okay with it. I'm okay. Um, Diesel, yeah. this got to be on your list as well, right? Where is it? So I completely forgot to include it in my list. Sick. 
Well, I don't but, think that means that probably means that internally it's not. Yeah, I don't know why. I just I just did not put that on my list, and I fe- I genuinely feel bad. Say it all again. We froze. Yeah, Discord did a Discord. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it didn't go on my list for, and I've no, I've, I have no answer for why. This okay. should be on my list. I mean, but the thing is, I'm looking at other games. So there's one on this list that will. Pre- I know people like you shouldn't be on here, but that's fine. But yeah, it will probably like. Oh, man, can I just add it now? And mm, scoot something if... off. What's your new number ten no- spot? Number ten was cheer. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. cheers out. I'd probably put it at number, like, it'd be my new number seven. Especially because I played the DLC recently. And that deal, again, hashtag fix was right. Like, the DLC definitely adds to the experience. Yeah, well, uh, Crash, personal list, shut the fuck up. I know I'm not saying anything. I didn't say anything. I verbally said nothing. Your face says a thousand words. I physically said stuff. (laughs) Verbally, I said nothing. I just physically are screaming at us. Yeah. But no, it's. It does. Yeah. It definitely adds to the experience. But yeah, no, f- f- man, I feel bad for not including it originally. But yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it's right. not. It's not Resident Evil Two remake, but it's definitely better than Resident Evil Three remake. Yeah, sure. was it on your list? It, yeah, it's number four. It, oh, it's, it's on my list, yeah. number four. Um, it, but above Dead Space in the end because of the DLC. Um. Resident Evil 4 is a great game. We all know it's a great game. It's one of the best-selling Resident Evil games of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like this, especially playing the DLC, I know Crash hates me saying that, but I have a newfound appreciation for it, and I think it would be one of those Resident Evil games that I will enjoy the more and more I play it. Um, more, And that's the way the game is inherently designed as well. New Game Plus in this game. Mm-hmm. I think this might have been my first game where I ever played a New Game Plus, ever. I didn't know what New Game Plus was before this game. Not okay. the remake, the original. Oh, okay, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I um, yeah, no. Um, it it's a great game. It does it does everything right. And again, I know I know the DLC talk is like a whole thing, but the parts that were missing, and I was like, why are they missing? Were answered so amazingly with the DLC that Resident Evil Three didn't have. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I was very critical of Resident Evil Three. It was still, it was still in my top ten of that year as well, um, because I just love Resident Evil as a as a world and and you know, as a series. But um, yeah, it, it makes number four on my list because the characters here again. I I hope what they are doing with Resident Evil remakes is getting them ready for nine, ten, eleven. You know, like we've now have these modern versions of these characters. You know who these characters are. Let's tell new stories with Ada, with Leon, with Claire, with Jill, with uh, Chris. Now. Now that Ethan is dead yeah. as well, thank yeah. God. Another hashtag um, justice for Jill. Yeah, justice for Jill, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I um, it's on my list number four, and I'm comfortable with it being there. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad that it made you top five. Yes, me too. In the end... You the, it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't have without the DLC. You wouldn't have put it in top ten without the DLC. No, Dead Space would have beat it. Uh, my number six, which I haven't said yet, would have beat it. It probably wow. would have it probably would have landed about six without the DLC. Oh shit! Well, I'm really gonna have to check out that DLC then, aren't I? Oh, it's yeah. so good. 100%. It's long as well. It's lengthy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that doesn't. Yeah, it's like okay. well, it's like five hours. Okay, okay, that's fine. Yeah, we're talking lengthy yeah, for a for, DLC. It's yeah. lengthy for a ten dollar DLC that you know I didn't expect to be longer than two hours. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. 
I'm but pretty yeah. sure, like the original one, you could complete in like an hour or two. That's why I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. I know this. This has like a, a ton of extra stuff, and it's really good. It, it fits in perfectly, uh, and like you say, it the way that they intertwine the two different stories from like the main game and the DLC works really well. It, it I feel like I'm putting the DLC context. on my top ten. Yeah, it gives so much context. It gives, it gives so much context to, mm-hmm. to that world a lot more, which is yeah, yeah. amazing. Crash number six. I oh yes number six uh number six for me is Sea of Stars yeah oh okay yeah, yeah, we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, it yeah, in yeah, the last yeah, round sorry yeah yeah cool. seven uh huh that's fine uh me my number no. six me what do you mean oh yeah you sorry how Which dare you <laughs> how dare no it's fine uh it uh, it's getting confusing when we're starting intertwining numbers and stuff uh yeah, so yeah so happens. my number six is viewfinder. Uh, so this is the indie game, which is basically you use photographs and images and stuff around the world to kind of solve puzzles. It's basically Portal meets um, a photography simulator. It is quite possibly one of the best mechanics I've ever seen in a game. The way that they use those things, like use the photos and when you get the access to the camera as well, and it opens up something completely different. Uh, the abilities and stuff. It is like I don't know to this point. I I don't know how they've done it. Like I have tried in the past. I've tried to make my own game, and just the base like un- the basic building blocks. I understand how you make a game. I don't understand how they've done this. Like I genuinely do not. It makes no sense to me. Yet somehow they've managed to make a game. Not only is the the concept of it cool, but it is. I have in my in my playtime with that game I have tried to break it and I have been physically unable to do so like the it's such a clever mechanic and I don't want to talk too much about the mechanic but if you if you can play this game like I say there is one of the game mechanic wise that is on my list uh that blew my mind even more but yeah this is such a good game definitely definitely add it to your list of games to play if you've not done so already it's the one that is like right on the periphery for me. Like I'm always mm-hmm. like, when I finish this, I'm going to go to Viewfinder. When I finish this, I'm going to go to Viewfinder. So I know me and Emma will have a blast playing it. Mm-hmm. And then I was talking about it with somebody in the office the other day and they were like, oh yeah, but I reckon it'll come to VR at some point and that's how I want to play it. And I was oh. like, fucking shit, dude. I would love to do that. Mate, that would be incredible. So, again, spoiler for everyone. I've just ordered a VR headset. Uh, it is on its way tomorrow Ooh. as of recording or live streaming. But uh, yeah, so I'll be, if that comes to VR, uh, that'll, I, I, yeah. I should say, I don't know anything. This is pure no, no, just yeah, yeah. chatting and being like, how cool yeah. would that be? Um, no, that, that game yeah, would work perfectly in VR. Well, either that or it would make you vomit everywhere instantly. Who knows, yeah. right? Either way, <laughs> it would be one hell of an experience. Exactly. Yeah, yeah and true. I think that, that kind of sums up this game to me. It is one hell of an experience uh, just mechanically and just like the story as well. I never touched on the story. The story's got a really cool mechanic. Like it, it's a really interesting story uh, about just like yeah, uh, what happened in this world and like unpiecing that or putting that story together as you go for each of the levels. It's really cool. But yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely play it. Everyone should play it. Okay, all right. Number six for me. Mm-hmm. It's a little video game you may have heard of it. It's called Mortal Kombat One. Ooh. Ooh, okay. What 
a fantastic story mode. I cannot speak about this online. I cannot speak about anything else about this game. I can't talk about the microtransactions. I can't talk about any of the other modes. But it's story mode, what a journey. I absolutely loved it. It took me, in a way, it took me back to my childhood. I remember playing Mortal Kombat 1 on the PS1 and you know, fall in love with that game and what it was and how gruesome it was and things like that for back then, mm. right? And this game perfectly, you know, you know, you have those moments where you like, you think something looked like something back, like the PS1, we imagined it looked like the way this game looks. It's kind of how I feel with this game. Um, it told an interesting story that I've always wanted to play a Neverrealm game. I've always wanted to get into it. I've said before, I really thought, thought I would like... Um, the what's the dc game called in not injustice 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 Injustice, thank you injustice one two i always thought the story modes for those i would probably enjoy never got around to them more combat 10 9 8 it was too far gone you know i was like ah it's too much and i always i thought when more combat one got announced i was like how dumb is that they've gone backwards how dare they and then you play this game you're like yeah i see it i get it you know i've got i've got a statue from here thankfully um hashtag gifted and like i just really do enjoy this game as a whole it's a such a fantastic experience and if you haven't played the story mode it's well worth it about six hours to be um and it just tells a really good somewhat funny in certain moments somewhat very serious in certain moments um game and i yeah really 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 loved it yeah agreed like i didn't i I put a little bit of time into the uh online stuff uh it didn't make my list by the way just just putting it out there uh but i agree with everything you said about the story it's a great story it's a really nice way to reboot the series as well uh it's kind of a soft reboot but uh it does a really good job of like introducing you back into some like fresh takes on the characters uh, which I think is really yeah. good for the series. Now, like you say, like we're like, I was going to say we're like 11, 12 games in, but I'm pretty sure the number's like almost double that at some point with some of the offshoots. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it does a really good job of like soft rebooting it for a new era of Mortal Kombat. And yeah, yeah just the, the combat, like the, just the moment-to-moment gameplay is really fun as well. Like The, the gameplay's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't talk about the gameplay at all, but it's a, it, it's a very fun and simple game to understand in mm-hmm. the fighting game genre. Now, obviously, Crash can talk on this way more than me, but for me, I was able to play the game and understand it. By the time Crash had kicked my ass, I understood what I was doing, mm-hmm. you know? And I've never really understood what I was doing in fighting games. It was always just jump in, bash buttons, and then be done. Hope for the best, but yeah. yeah, I really I really did enjoy it. Now, it's probably not the best fighting game mechanically, um, but I really enjoyed it for where it was. And I would I would now say I'm a Mortal Kombat fan, where beforehand I wouldn't have, because I would have been like, no, that's for a certain type of person. When yeah. now I'd be like, the new Mortal Kombat gets announced, I'm going to be excited. Yeah. Same, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. My number five? My number five yeah. is Dredge. My second fishing simulator game of <laughs> of my top ten this year. Um, yeah, I loved Dredge when I played it. Um, I, it's not on Game Pass, is it? No. I keep I keep thinking it's on Game Pass, but it's, it's not. not. No. Um, but it is available on Xbox, so I could play it. Um, yeah, for me, like Dave the Diver keeps adding all these mechanics that make sense. Dredge is way more simplistic in what it does, but it just keeps adding to the mystery and the atmosphere and the story and the characters. 
Um, and the way it builds more mechanics in is by letting you travel further by the way you upgrade your ship. Um, and I just love that. And I think the pacing is fantastic. Um, and it's genuinely scary in moments, um, at least briefly, before it gets a little bit goofy. But it's great. It's great. And I love the mystery of it. And I love the creepiness of it. And I think the music's great. And the atmosphere is great. And it's well worth playing. Go play it. Great. That is on my honorable mentions. So I did end up playing this Fair game enough. because of you. Um, didn't, I don't, it probably would have scraped the top 10 if I had played more and played it earlier, like you told me to, if I'm yeah. being totally honest. Um, but yeah, I only put three hours in, but those three hours I had a ball. I absolutely loved it. We streamed it on the My Xbox and Me, Twitch, and YouTube channels. Me and the audience, I was doing funny voices for each of the characters. Um, they've got their own little stories they're telling. You, you know, you go rescue a man from a tent who's just out there, and you, you, you find you go and get a man, a, a man's son's ring i think it was i can't remember um just these little mini stories that are going on while you're focusing on i gotta make money i gotta make money i gotta do this i gotta do that i gotta upgrade my ship i gotta do this i gotta do that and yeah i totally agree with you it's i, I don't find it that scary or creepy honestly um especially yeah. when i'm playing games like resident evil sure and you know um alan wake and things like that right but but i do understand what you mean in terms of like there is that, there is the one thing I will say about it, it. It does have that moment when you are, that first time, especially, when you're going out in the ship at night and you can't see anything in front of you. You've only got that tiny light on and you're sort of just like, I should just go back. Let me just go back. But you're like, but I know the fish I need only comes out at night and it's over there. I need to go get it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the mechanics of the, of the fishing is actually quite fun as well. And um, the um, dredging as well and things like that. Um, it's just a fun, it's overall a fun, fun game. Um, how long did it take you to beat roughly? Uh, I, I, somewhere on the 10 hour mark, but I think probably less. Um, and yeah, and I think, I think what it does really, really well, like I said, atmosphere and, and story and stuff, but is like fucking with you as a game. Like, mm-hmm. we'll talk about a game a little bit later that I think has some cheap scares in it. Whereas this, I think, really doesn't, right? Like, like the way that everybody in the thing just tells you, like, oh, you're the only the only fisherman out there. Like, you're the only guy who's brave yeah. enough to get out oh, there. Oh, I know and what then, you're talking about. And then yeah. you start seeing other ships out there, and you're like, you know, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just really cool and clever. And, uh, yeah, it always makes you want to travel further, even though you know you really shouldn't. Yeah, no, 100% agree. Yeah. Not on my list, uh, just because I've not played it yet. Uh, but I did pick that up with Dead the Divers. So I got the bundle, so I have them both to play uh, properly. Yeah, and I need to get to that DLC as well when I'm done with Dave the Diver, and I'm super fucking excited about that. And it will yeah. probably push Viewfinder just even more further away. It really shouldn't. It really shouldn't. I know, I know, but it will. Uh, my number five game, Street Fighter Six. The whole my whole top five, with the exception of the number one spot, was actually very difficult to order. It wasn't super easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Street Fighter Six, probably. I think I did. I say Street Fighter Five or did I say Number Five? I'm forgetting. I think you said, said Number, number five, five, Street Fighter Six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think online wise, the game's fantastic. It runs very smoothly. The net code's all really good. Uh, I think the world tour mode is fun enough. It is very cheesy and corny. It's not necessarily like the story mode you'd get from Mortal Kombat, but I do think it's still a fun time in that world. Um, on top of that, like the way they've revisited all the characters in this game is fantastic. I think this is probably 
the best fighting game Capcom's put out in a while. Um, probably since Street Fighter 4, which they've had quite a few fighting games since then. Mm. Um, and it really does sort of etch even further Capcom's sort of return to form in the powerhouse that they once were, which is very, very dope to see. Um, all around, if you're a fighting game fan, specifically if you're a Capcom fighting game fan, and even more so if you're a Street Fighter fan, this game is phenomenal. Um, I couldn't do anything but giving it praise. I think microtransactions suck, but I think all around in most games this year, anything that's had microtransactions have kind of sucked. Even uh, Fix didn't really mention it, but Mortal Kombat. I said um, I didn't know. You did know. say you I did said, say you didn't know. I didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I know. Yeah. I knew there were problems. I don't. Yeah. I didn't experience it, so I played the story mode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't saying that you were like sort of. No, I know. I know. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just all around the board. It's been pretty, pretty. Uh, not great for microtransactions, but other than that, I do think um, this game's just fantastic. Um, absolutely phenomenal year for fighting games, though. If only Tekken came out this year. Not too long, though. Not too long to wait. So excited for Tekken. Uh, uh, not- yeah. Cool. These one right? Yeah. Uh, my number five. Um, so we talked about Viewfinder having one of the best mechanics. My number five is Cocoon, which I think had the best mechanic in a video game. Uh, so again, uh, this is from the developers of uh, Limbo and Inside. Uh, if man, again, I don't want to talk too much about the mechanic itself, but it is very cool how you basically jump fr- like worlds within worlds uh, to solve puzzles, and when you finally get to like the end level of all that, and you're using multiple worlds in multiple puzzles across multiple like different elements it's just uh and then graphically it's amazing it looks beautiful um the way that i th- i don't think this game could have worked as well as it did if it was a last gen game but the way that yeah the way that jumping between worlds instantaneously uh is done is fantastic uh and yeah it's it captures the kind of like the puzzle elements that limbo and inside kind of had have been like a a 2D like side scrolling platformer puzzler. This kind of takes into like an isometric 3D one. It kind of opened up so much more like in this world. And yeah, it's I can't say enough good things about how good of a puzzle game this is. Uh that yeah, I would choose this over Viewfinder. But yeah, it's such a fantastic game. And it's on Game Pass. So go play it for, free, for no Great extra for cost. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fantastic get for Game Pass. I was too dumb for it. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying about worlds within worlds and puzzles within puzzles and da 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 da. And I w- I got quite early on in that and was like, I see what you're doing. I cannot keep track of this. I'm a dumb dumb. This ain't for me. And <laughs> so I bounced off of it. So um, I, I I was the exact opposite. So like I I definitely got stuck in moments, but when you figure out the puzzle, it makes absolute total sense. Of course. Uh, of course. And it 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 does such a good job of making you feel like you're smarter than you actually are because i'm a dum-dum but uh, yeah i got through this game in, in like a single sitting uh i think it was like i want to say four or five hours long so not mm. exactly massive but uh yeah no oh every time that you solve a puzzle it makes you feel like a genius which i think is the perfect like hallmark of being a good puzzle oh. yeah absolutely absolutely number five matt i did my number five that was dredge it's your you- turn Oh, my number. F- sorry, my number five was Dead Space. 
Uh, which we've already talked about. Yeah. So number four. four. So my number four was Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2. Uh, you know I'm a massive Spider-Man fan. More Spider-Man. Give it to me. Give it to me now. Um, but even to the point where, like, some of the very early abilities you get in that, which feels so Spider-Man, which is, like, the thwipping either side of a building and then, like, mm-hmm. pulling yourself and slingshotting yourself. I was like, how was this not in the first game? And it gave me that so early on, and it just made me so happy. And so much of that game just makes me so happy um, as a massive nerd. Um, and, yeah, it's just great. It's just really good, isn't it? It's not perfect, but it's really, really good. Don't know I got it. I still haven't played it. I'm literally waiting for the house. I'm waiting to move. I'm just going to play that on the sofa. That's like my set up the PS5 in the living room on my new comfy sofa and just play through that. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan as well. Um, It was just one of those games where I'm like, oh, I'll play it here. Oh, wait, no, this came out. Oh, I'll play Mm -hmm. it here. Oh, no, this came out. And I was like, I just couldn't get to it in, in the in the timely manner in which I wanted to. So yeah, it's the, it's the one old games old where everyone else would be like, yeah, we know. And I'll be like, Oh my God, this game was amazing. Um, and everyone will be like, shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm going to be 100% there with you. Uh, fix. Mm-hmm. I've not played it yet either. Um, mainly just again, to be fair, I've been really slow when it comes to the, uh, the, the Spider-Man games. Like I don't think I jumped in the original. I only just played, um, Miles Morales, like the last half of this year. Uh, but yeah, it is definitely one that's on my list. But yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to see how how high up it ends up in there, like a retrospective game of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The even Spider-Man PS4 was one that I kept finding myself going back to, and I can't imagine I'll do that here just because there's just too many games. Mm. Um, but yeah, the the sort of original PS4 game I beat several times, hundred percent, and all difficulties and all those things. And uh, I'd love to be able to do that here, but I just, I just know it's not going to happen. Fair enough. Crash. Uh, yeah, my number four was Tears of the Kingdom. So okay. I already talked about it. Baseball. My number four. This is where we get contentious. Was Starfield. Ooh. yeah i put a lot of hours into that game and i personally loved it i can see why there were complaints about it so the empty worlds and things like that but i also came from like a kind of i want to say like i come from like a love of survival and crafting games so like having an empty world where i can just like mine for resources and build like my own little outposts and things like that. I'm fine with that. Like, I love that kind of stuff. But then adding the story onto the battle, I really, really love this story. Um, Again, I've completed, I think I've done like one, one and a half run throughs of the game. Uh, And I want to, I do want to go back and do more, but again, having the time to do it at the moment. But the way that the, uh, technically with the way that New Game Plus works in that game is really interesting and really cool. Uh, and then when you add into like the superpowers that you get, which is basically the the, the Fusradar of space, um, and then yeah, the combat is really good. Like this is some of the best like gunplay that uh, a Bethesda games ever had. I think it's the most like technically just one of the best feeling that they've ever done. And and yeah, I like I love my time with it. I loved all the characters uh, that you speak to, um, and yeah the. Again, I can't talk too much about the New Game Plus stuff, but the way that it kind of like changes how the story plays as well is really interesting and really cool. 
Uh, and yeah, just all the different mechanics that they've got in there. Like I love, I love space combat uh, as well. And yeah, I just love my time with it. It was, it's weird because I, I find it really hard to stick with Bethesda games, but like I, like I loved every moment of my time with this. Um, the way that some of the side quests, which felt pointless to start with, end up being like this massive sprawling story that takes you across the galaxy uh it was so cool uh and yeah uh, i think some of the side quests are the best parts of that game but yeah i loved it uh and yeah i understand why people had trouble with it like the the menu system was hard to get your head around uh some of the worlds were a bit too empty and some of the quests like the main quests were probably some of the weakest parts of it mm. but uh yeah no i love my time with it i think that's where i'm at with it like like for me i think it's gonna be like cyberpunk like i'm really excited to get back to cyberpunk when i finally find some time um and then i've seen you know bethesda have come out and said oh yeah we're adding city maps and we're adding new ways to traverse the world and stuff like that and they've been vague about it but it feels like yeah in a year or 18 months starfield might be the game that i wanted it to be mm-hmm. um, go back in like three years yeah i'm I also like oh, updates them play it on pc and mod it you know and, and stuff like that. and i know they're adding more mod support as well for xbox yeah, um correction but, it's coming yeah exactly so so yeah i think that's what it could be for me um a 2025 yeah, kind of offline side quest yeah game, yeah yeah but it just didn't make it into the uh into the top 10 for me that's fair. fun fact starfield almost made it in the 10 slot uh fair enough did you finish it crash no I put no. like 20 hours into it Fair and no. like towards the end <laughs> towards the end is when I really started like understanding the flow of that game. Yeah. Um, it's just other stuff was coming out and then also just dealing with those menus all the time and like leaving planets and stuff. There was just a little bit too much tediousness in the game for me to like really stick with it or even mm-hmm. put it in that 10 slot, which is the reason it didn't come down to that 10 slot when it came to it. That's better. Yeah. I, ch- I checked my game time before we recorded this because, uh, I, because people being like, oh, you didn't plan off of it or something like that. I put 24 hours into this game. Like, that's enough time to know if you like sure. something. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with everything that everyone said, to be honest with you. It, it, in, three, in three years' time, this game will probably be really fun to play, and it will have sorted out some of the problems in which I've had. But by that point, it will be too late for me. Um, I know Phil, I think it's Phil Spencer who came out saying, like, we want Starfield to be you know, like Skyrim and live on forever and blah, blah, blah. and it's like, good luck with that, buddy. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no disrespect, but it's just not, it's not that cultural phenomenon like Skyrim was, you know? Yeah. The one thing yeah. I do hope is that Starfield learns from its mistakes and, you know, and it isn't a case of it's a game that's like, because again, there's still obviously, I'm, again, I'm talking about my opinion. There's still a lot of people that go out there like, oh yeah, but but this, but that, but this, but that. But like, when you've got a whole group of gamers saying, we don't like your menu system, mm-hmm. and then you've got a group of modders who are trying to fix that instantly, and they did in a way, but it was still kind of convoluted and still kind of bad, if we're honest. Yeah. Um, the framework got, was still the framework. You yeah. You really do so much. It, it just isn't, it isn't the game I hoped it would be. Like, like I say, it improved on so many things. The open world is amazing, and some of the storylines there were really fun to do as well. And obviously, the shootings improved. All the things we wanted to improve improved. 
and then the menu system that really i really couldn't get over the how bad the menu system was yeah. really bad so yes yeah, so i didn't make my list unfortunately but um, i'm happy for you i'm glad you got a game that you enjoyed with a watch that you love right there <laughs> i see it yeah, yeah. you forget about the watch where's the controller uh the controller is there oh there we mm. go yeah. gonna fix was your number four number four was resident evil okay yeah, Resident Evil with DLC, so, cool. yeah. Number so, three, Matt. Background of my number three, which might sync up with a couple of people, I reckon. It's Alan Wake 2. No? Oh, not no, not, not syncing up. It's on my list, but it's not syncing up. Oh, shit. No. All right. This is, uh, where, yeah. this is where we start having arguments when I'll we tell start you what, telling our numbers. It might be, eh? Can you... Let's hold on that, because okay. I feel like it, like there's going to be a bigger conversation around that in probably one, one more go. So, sure. Yeah. Uh, Crash, number three? Uh, my number three was uh, Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. Uh, boy, oh boy, was that expansion good. Um, you beat as it? far as, like... Got very close to beating it. I did not beat it. I made the mistake of trying to beat that and Sea of Stars at the same time, and I mm. ended up beating neither of them. <laughs> um, that happens. But what's it called? Uh, the way they do first-person action scenes in that game, um, specifically if you play through the opening, is all you'd have to play the first uh, the stuff that unlocks it. But even more so when you keep playing it, um, it really does feel like a first-person action movie in a way that I don't think many first-person games have done before. Um, the the voice acting is phenomenal. The story is phenomenal. Um, it really sort of encompasses everything cyberpunk. What they wanted cyberpunk to be, and I'm not talking about the 1.6 update or whatever it is with the new combat and all that stuff. Uh, I'm talking about just specifically what's in Phantom Liberty. Uh, it's very very good, and I would say it's probably one of my favorite expansions I've ever played. Um, and just gave me a whole new appreciation for the world of cyberpunk and what they can do with it in the future. Okay. It was also my number three. Oh. This is this is where I was worried it was going to get contentious because it is technically a DLC, but that thing is like just Phantom Liberty. Your list is your list, mate. Yeah. Do you? I think I did about 16, 17 hours in, so I completed it um i managed to get through the entire thing and yeah agree with everything you say um idris elba is a fantastic addition like yep. i was worried like getting idris elba in a video game would be like oh he's gonna be like phoning it in but no like he this is probably some of the best acting i've seen in a video game <laughs> um he is so good in it um i genuinely like to the point where like the character models and like the way that they'd look at you and interact I was trying to second guess who was going to double cross me or in what way. Uh, and I was doing that through the entire story. I didn't like, I couldn't see, nothing was signposted. It was so well written. Uh, and yeah, the the gameplay elements are just like, it, it's more cyberpunk, but better. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was as a standalone gameplay experience. It was easily one of the best things that's come out this year. Okay. Uh, my number three, three was Hi-Fi Rush. Okay. So there you go. So, Matt, your number three. Number two. Your my number, number three, three was Alan Wake. Is Alan Wake. Cool. And your number two is? Lies of P, which we've already talked about. Yeah. Hey, Crash, your number two? 
Uh, my number two was Liza Pete, which we talked about. Okay. So, my number two is Alan Wake. My number two is Baldur's Gate 3. <gasps> wow, wow, we wow. 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 All right, let's well, talk Alan Wake. Let's, let's talk, talk Alan, Alan Wake. Wake. Let's okay. talk Alan Wake. Um, yeah. so spoilers. Go on. Alan Wake is my number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, go on, Matt. You kick us off. Yeah, I just think I think this is a triumph in a, in a year. Well, in a you know good, really, really, really good period, and probably like you could say like a revival for like the. Um, survival horror genre right probably starting with resident evil 2 remake um i think we've had bangers every year since then um and this year you know alan wake 2 is fucking phenomenal and and the year where you could have claimed that resident evil 4 would be the the obvious survival horror game of the year i think alan wake does everything better unfortunately than resident evil 4 from certainly from a horror perspective and and i get that resident evil 4 is much more of an action game um, and a remake but- is the only point I'm going to remake. Sure, remake. sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but I think they did a really, really great way of modernizing that remake, right? And and you know, you've got Dead Space, Resident Evil Four, and Alan Wake all in the same year. Like, oh my god, what a what a fault between those three, right? Yeah. Um, but for me, like as somebody who falls in love with Remedy more and more and more every single game I play from those guys, like Alan Wake Two for me is is their best game. Um it is phenomenal and and the the way i think it pushes video games forward um in in sort of a mixed medium way um is better than any game that's come before it atmosphere i think is way way up there it's just its uniqueness as well of of like you know one of the early scenes being set in a for lack of a better term haunted theme park that is coffee themed like what a great idea like i know yeah. it's so sam lake and and it's so mm-hmm. meta and the kind of whole the game is the whole game is sorry um but i loved it i loved it every new character and and mystery and setting and everything i just i just ate it all up um and i cannot wait to see what is next for their connected universe that they're building um i'm a little bit scared that they'll they'll blow it and they'll try and do too much and they'll they'll try and shoehorn control in too much maybe or, or whatever um and they could slip to the other side of it being a bit uh corny is probably not the right word because it is a bit corny inherently but um a bit too much but um but i'm so excited to see what comes next yeah i mean alan wake is alan wake is a special game like we can all agree on that other than crash because he never got the passwords from me to play it um (laughs) (laughs) um it it's one of those games that yeah i mean I've I've been a big big fan of Remedy ever since I played Alan Wake One, right? Um, I didn't even know they made Max Payne back in the day. So um, before that was before I even understood what the industry was and what a developer was. Um, to be honest with you, but yeah, uh, Alan Wake to me symbolizes everything they've been working on for so many years. Again, I played Quantum Break, right? I was I was the guy sat there. Um, and that's why I can't wait about this move as well. I have so much stuff in my mum's wall, uh, in my mum's loft that you're gonna see like quantum break. But like I've got a block um, that's like a it's a universal um, 
charging thing. So it's got like an American plug on it. It's got a UK plug on it. And it says Quantum Break on it. And I've got like t-shirts and all this crap. I've got so much shit just lying about in, the, in my mom's loft that I can't wait to show on, on the on the uh, the podcast and like in videos and stuff. But um, I've been a fan of them since that, right? And this was really the, amag- is the word amalgamation? Is that amalgamation, right? yeah, yeah. Amalgamation, thank you, of what they were trying to do then. And that game, that game got swept under the rug and shot out back for this game to live. If we're being totally honest, it is the the mixture of of um, live action and video game, but it's not just the uh, and cut and now we play game. No, it's a mixture. It is a great mixing bowl of. If you want to sit here and watch this short film we've just shot for you, you can. If not, you can just run off and leave it. And that that's one of the special elements. Like you said, atmosphere, a remarkable. But yeah, it, it's just one of those games that's very, very, very special. Um, these ones, your game of the year. So mm-hmm. talk to me. It is 100% my game of the year. It is exactly what you guys have said. It is the... Uh, basically, it feels like the completion of a journey that Remedy have been on for like a decade or longer. Like we say, we're like 13 years since the last Alan Wake game and seeing what they've done since then with, yeah, like the Max Payne series was one, but with Control uh, and, yeah, and Quantum Break as well. And just this is like, to me, this is the, not just the amalgamation of Remedy's journey, but this feels like the next step in what video games can be of like, like you say, combining live action storytelling with uh, direct controlled gameplay uh, mixing in these like mixed media elements and the way that did again we no one's talked about because I don't think anyone else has finished it but like the deals like the the new game plus element to it is again um, the way that it directly feeds into the story and the characters in it and everything it is to me it is quite close to being the perfect video game in the way that it just melds everything. The gameplay feels so well, so good. The puzzles are perfect. Like just everything, like the the world design of like the dark place of like how that that how that world works. It it shouldn't do like there's an element where you you're in a hotel and you basically go through one door, come out the other and end up on the second floor, with no like skips, no like pauses. It's just natural. The way that they've built their world out is phenomenal. And the way that that directly leads into like the like the gameplay and the puzzles is, yeah, there's nothing quite like it. And being able to like go back and 100 percent it and like, I am literally one achievement away from 100 percent in that game. Uh, and yeah, I cannot wait. I'm at the point where like even though I'm about to 100 percent it, I might do a third run, just to just to replay that story when I have the free time. It's so good. I saw your tweet. I know you yeah. can't 100% it because it's glitched and you need yeah. to do a third run because of that and it's still I mean, made your game of the year list. Yeah, and I was, but, that, but that's the <laughs> thing that'll be patched. Like, that will 100% sure. be patched. Uh, and yeah, I can't wait. And because uh, we're doing a live stream, I can see uh, a message, a question in the chat about the game. Have I met the mayor? I have met the mayor. Yes. Best mayor in, the, in, a, in any video game ever. 100%. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Yep. Mayor Setter is the best mayor. Definitely, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Crash, Crash knows, knows exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely. And, and again, I'm not going to talk about that one level because, again, I want Crash to play this game and just experience Surely it. You've seen it by now, haven't you? The amount of memes. Wow. Okay. 
good. Play the game. You should have seen it. No, yeah, no. All right. Yeah, yeah. No, right. it, it's, I've it's... I've not on YouTube, whatever. I've not gotten a single recommended video for Alan Wake at all. No, nor have I. By the way, I've no. I wouldn't have got the great. It didn't pop up on mine on and my TikTok or anything either. I think that is um, the biggest struggle. Probably remedy find themselves in is that they are adored by the industry and and by influencers and people like us who play games mm-hmm. but like it they have not penetrated the mainstream like, yeah and alan wake 2 sure as hell weren't gonna do that either no Bro, well, this game is so confusing a, a sequel to a 13 year old game that was an exclusive sure. that had sure. a dlc weird and the dlc bit. is like super important to this goddamn game yeah and it's just like yeah but and it's like you kind of have to play their previous game as well uh, and understand the entire world of remedy, the remedy verse, as it were. Yeah, no, yeah. this game is this game is not an easily accessible game in any way, shape, or form. But every single game fan should play this game. At least That's try magic. and play this game. Yeah, it's great. Just because, again, not just for the story and like because it's a, a remedy game and I love them, but it's like what they have done with video game development and like storytelling. Like I think everyone needs to at least try and play this game. Yeah, I uh, yeah yeah I do agree with you. I just there's so many people that will play this game and be like, no, this is not good. Like in terms of like from a story perspective, because it is just so confusing. Yeah, and to be fair, I felt about that. I felt like that about Control for the first few hours of Control. Yeah, and then it just did one thing, and I was like, "That's fucking dope." And then I started like looking at it from a different lens, and I was like, "I'm all in." Like, I oh no, that's it. and that's yeah. remedy. That's uh, remedy, right? Yeah, exactly. To be fair, yeah, I think when it when it clicks uh, with you, yeah. It, yeah. Sorry, Alan God. Alan Wake does this, the exact same thing. There is a there is a turning point near the end that like kind of like makes sense uh, to like why they've got these weird two stories going on. Yeah, that just when that clicks, it's like oh okay i get what they're doing and why they're doing it and why they've sure. decided to do it this way yeah i'll say no more just play the game just finish at least finish one run that's all i'll say and if you played alan wake this year and really enjoyed it go back and play control mm-hmm. i've not played control try try and go back and play alan wake um i say try like it's difficult it's not if you're an xbox fan it's on game yeah. pass um but like it is difficult from a it being dated point of view um at least in gameplay mechanics sense. Um, it, yeah, those stories, the stories that Remedy tell are phenomenal. Um, even Max Payne, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the, the latest Max Payne game that came out is yep. fucking brilliant too. Um, they don't miss really, but they aren't super accessible games. They're not a pick up and play game. They're not. Like yeah. you have to invest your time in the story and getting like, pay attention basically. Um, but yeah, I think the reason this was number one uh, rather than number two, which we'll talk about everyone else's number one because it's the same game, I know it is, um, is because I also grew up on TV shows like um, like Twin Peaks. Sure. So having a game that I can control that has that same like unnerving, confusing element to it, um, I'm, yeah, I'm totally there for that. Uh, yeah, it's just this is this is a game custom built for me. I love it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, number one crush. What uh, is it? We, we get to talk about the actual game of the year now. Yes, yeah, <laughs> the actual uh, game of the year. Baldur's Gate, uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, Absolutely. Yes. What a monster of a game. 
but bro, you don't even. I promise you, you ain't even. You don't even know. I ain't seen anything <laughs> yet. I pro, I pro. I am. We are. I am sitting at at uh, ninety one hours. All I've done through Christmas is play Baldur's Gate. Me and Haley, Boxing Day, Christmas Day, New Year's Day have been playing Baldur's Gate. And when I tell you this game holds such a special place in my heart, it is scary. Like, there's, there's, there's only a certain time where a game comes out and I go, yeah, this is one of my greatest games of all time. And Baldur's Gate is on that list. It's impossible for it not to be. Again, I am a I'm a light a light fan of of RP uh, of uh, D and D, right? But that was enough to go. Oh, I'll, I'll check that. Out. Crash, I promise you, you're just getting started, mate. But God, please talk to me. Talk to me. Uh, I mean, look, the game really just lets you do whatever you want. It doesn't hold you back. If you think like you've outsmarted the game in some sort of way, like I did something they didn't expect, mm-hmm. you'll have characters reacting to what the nonsense you did. Yeah. And treating you like you're an idiot in some cases because you did do something incredibly stupid. The world yep. just completely reacts to you, making it feel that like you're actually in it. On top of, uh, you've mentioned it a lot when you talk about the game. You could sort of just go off and do your own thing and accidentally get in a fight over there. And then you're yelling at your friends, like, run over and help me. Um, There's so many different ways everything can play out, even if you decide, hey, I'm going to go. I'm going to talk about the goblin camp a little bit because it's one of the earlier ones. Yeah, early, early. Yeah. You decide, I'm going to go through the goblin camp and I'm not going to side with the goblins. I'm going to kill them all. There's like a bunch of different ways you can choose to tackle that as well. Yep. As opposed to even if you decide to side up with them, how exactly do you go about that? The game just gives you options. And if you think there is something you can do, the game just lets you do it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Literally, I had a moment uh, just before we finished playing the last time and a character, I was talking to him, blah, 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 flash roll, mess up. He's pissed at me. I only just found out you can flee from situations and then come back. And then the character will still be upset with you, but you can kind of try and get your way out of that situation, right? Yeah. So I've done that, flee for the first time, come back, there's a puddle of blood and a letter. I don't want to go into any more detail, but I was just like, are you taking the piss? I thought I outsmarted this game. Uh, Like, oh yeah. So the guy was a swordsmith. Um, So he was selling, selling stuff. And I was like, are you taking that? I, I thought I'd. What do you mean? Like, oh, you and, and, the it's game. A, and it's a whole letter being like, yo, something happened. Like, and I'm like, okay, cool. And then I go downstairs and talk to somebody else. And they're like, oh, yeah, where's Eric? I ain't seen him this morning. And I'm like, uh, Awkward. sorry, <laughs> Eric, dead. <laughs> and he's like, why, why, why are you lying? Why? And then, like, the characters are reacting to me. Mm-hmm. And this isn't. I think the biggest thing about that game is like this isn't a main character. Mm. This isn't someone in like. And I was gonna say, don't mean to be rude to a fucking video game. This is what I mean. Like that's how how it it feels <laughs> like. But this is this is just someone who sells me weapons. I had a conversation with a fucking cat who was like, "Please don't <laughs> talk to me. Just talk to my owner." Yeah. Like, like there's so much this game does, and it's so 
multi-layered. And I said it, I said, that's why I'm so, you know me, I'm very old games old, I don't care. There is no way I can say that about this game. Mm. Like, the same way I think about Resident Evil, the same way I think about GTA V, is the same way I think about Baldur's Gate 3, which is like, you'll play Baldur's Gate, please. I'll play, yeah, what, what, now? We plan now? What, what, right now? Yeah, let's do it. How long you got? 10 minutes? I don't care, I'll play 10 minutes. Like, it's like, it's like crack cocaine, I imagine. I've never done it before, but um, <laughs> it, it, I imagine it's like it, you know? It, it, to me, it's just so special. Matt, talk to me. Yeah, it, I totally agree. And it, it just, it does the impossible, which is capturing the magic of D&D, which is exactly what you were saying. Like, my, my favorite parts of D&D are failure. Mm-hmm. Like, in a campaign that me and Despawn played in, I was trying to do some crazy acrobatic shit. I rolled badly. Now my character has a bad knee, and I'm just going to play it that way. Like, yeah. I'm just going to play it like my character's kind of old and fucked up his knee, and that's just in my head canon now. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I deal with my character. And, like, this game will totally respect that choice and just be like, yep, cool, let's do that. And, and like, yeah, D&D is not a game you win. It's a story that you tell, and Baldur's Gate is not a game that you win. It is a story that you tell. And, and I know my story will be different to Fixer's story. It will be different to Crash's story. Mm-hmm. Um. And the story that we all create together when we play it will be different again. And that is the magic of D&D, the, the impossible magic that no game should ever be, should be able to replicate, and somehow Baldur's Gate does. Um, and like you say, it's got an answer for every question that you try and pull out. Um, it's one of the things that I like fell in love with VR about. Like A lot of the early VR games would have that element like of going, oh, I bet the game devs didn't think I, I would try this, and then you and they have an answer for it um not always but a lot of the time and, and those are those magic moments Baldur's Gate just feels like it just have it has every base covered like whatever you can try and do like oh, i'm gonna distract this guy talking to him and i'm gonna make one of my other characters invisible and go pickpocket we got an answer for that too yeah don't worry about it like just fucking magic like literally magic video game design um it's probably ruined a lot of other rpgs that are going to come out in the next two three years um that people are just gonna go oh it's not Baldur's Gate is it which isn't a great argument but it will certainly be said a million times (laughs) sure sure um and yeah I cannot wait to see what Larian do next um and I know we're a long ways off it and and yes rest up Larian um you are well deserved in doing that but um but my god yeah it's set a bar um that I don't think we'll see crossed for a long long time um but yeah yeah what a magic magic game yeah go on this one please um i mean i've got nothing to argue about on this one like the only reason i put alan wake above this is just because when i get the choice to play one or the other i go to alan wake and it's but yeah everything you guys have said is exactly it is D the video game it is a game that gives you the infinite amount of choices to do whatever you want in that world and the fact that well what have you we're talking like i'm looking on my uh, steam i think i've done like uh, 60 hours in the game and i'm only on act one uh and that is on a single playthrough you add in the fact that there is maybe what like i think 12 or so different classes you can play as different uh types of characters that you can be uh so you have different backstories different races all of which will have a direct effect on how people in the game will interact with you there is such a replay value in here that i don't think that like you say there's nothing quite like it 
out there for the amount of options that you get in this game to like take on that world in whatever way you see fit. You talked about the goblin camp, like my, one of like my playthrough, I I had uh, speak with animals. They have trapped two spiders. I spoke to those spiders, convinced them to go attack everyone, used the slight hand to unlock the gate and just let the spiders go wild and like murder everyone in that goblin camp. And then, yeah, it's just the, the fact that there is so many different... I think there's a way you can basically seduce one of the main characters in that goblin camp and they will just like let you in wherever you want to go and release everyone you want to release. Uh, and there's, it's just the fact that you could depending on however you want to play your character you can take on any different kind of different ways it's just oh man it's this it's the option option paralysis is the thing that i always come to there are so many options for every different scenario and this game does such a good job of giving you the ability to do whatever you want and they never feel like a wrong option no like the game no, never I, punishes you for mm -hmm. really making the choices you make yeah Unless it kills you, but Unless again, it kills you. but that's but, it, but that's part it, of D. That's part of D and D, yeah. right? None like, of it ever just... feels bullshit. It always feels like okay. No, no, I, it's, it's, I, oh, I understand I why those this. characters are now killing Dude. me. I get it. Yeah, I, I should have called. I, I shouldn't I spoke, have called him an idiot and said he was ugly. You know, <laughs> I yeah. Have been nice. That was to on him. me. That was on me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I spoke to a god the wrong way, and then the god punished me. Yeah. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I. It's such a special, special game. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain. I'm so happy it comes to Xbox this year. I'm so happy it's out. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. sure people play the game. I'm happy it has cross save. I know there's problems with the cross save right now, so be careful if you are using the cross save. Make sure you do your research because there is a way around it, um, so you can still do cross save. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the game I think about at every moment of every day. Like you know, like I'm. When Haley was at work, she'd been off obviously over Christmas, but when she was at work, it was like, Hey's coming home at five. Do you reckon I can go to play Ballsgate? Like, and then it's like, no. And then I'm deeply upset by it. I'm like, it's not like, a, oh, yeah, no problem. I'll just play something else. It's like, but please, but, pl but please, I'll, I'll do whatever you want, whatever you want to do. Like, like we, we, we can just play half an hour. Like, literally, and that's how I'm talking. And um, yeah, like, they're so, like, Every even everything we've spoken about, and like you said about the goblin camp, right? Like my playthrough, like people call me like the goblin slayer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yo, did you take out that camp? Yeah, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's if you can get your head around, because I remember when we first played it, and I didn't understand the game, and we end up I end up attacking someone in the city, right? Mm -hmm. And then like you have like fifty people trying to kill you. I don't know if they, and that was like before, this was like in early access. I don't know if they sped up the combat or something, but like combat can be like a 50 person battle, but it doesn't feel like it takes that long to get through. To me, to me, it doesn't anyway. I'm not sat there twiddling my phones being annoyed that I'm waiting. Yeah. yeah. I'm, in, I'm super engrossed in everything that everybody is doing. Yeah. Every combat role feels like it's, it's meaningful and it's also, you're not just yeah. waiting for your turn. Yeah. yeah. So even if it does take like, like say you got like a ton of characters all fighting, it's like even if it does take a little bit of time to get to your time to play, you are kind of invested. In, like, right, who's they going to attack in my party? What attack are they going to use? Am I going to be able to like deflect that? Like, it, you always feel invested in every element in combat, 
And then again, same with the story as well. You always feel like every conversation is meaningful. Like you don't feel like any any kind of like side quest is superfluous. You don't feel like you're wasting time trying to get to the next point. It's so well written. There's like everything has meaning behind it. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's really special in the sense as well that I I genuinely think it's accessible to to a lot of gamers who probably don't think it's their sort of game. Agree. And so I would encourage you that if you if you are fed up of hearing people moan on about Baldur's Gate because then you really don't think it's your sort of game, I'd encourage you to to maybe go watch some Twitch streams of it of the early game or or some YouTube videos or something because I get why people. Like, calling it the D game would be off-putting for some people um but i i genuinely feel like it is accessible um for new people who are very unfamiliar with D and and all the rest of it um and if you've got a group of friends to play it with even better but um oh, if man. you need to play it on your own that's totally fine too yeah. and you will have a blast um well i yeah. was thinking i was thinking about it just from our playthrough right because we're going to be playing for it as a four-player campaign we're not going to be using the characters that are at your camp Nope. Yeah. No. You still chat to him. Yeah, no, I, no I know. I understand that. But it's like, I built relationships with certain characters and they've they've come and gone and whatever, whatever. Our campaign will be so different yeah. to yeah. anything that I've done before. You know, even like in my campaign that I'm playing now, Precious character lives there and is there, but they're just sort of, you know, they're locked in their walls right, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Like and that's and that's crazy, but yeah, yeah. it's uh, oh, that's a special, special game and definitely my game of the year, one hundred percent. I am agreed. I am one hundred percent interested to see how that's going to play out because a lot of the, um, like from what I've seen of streams and stuff, like a lot of the late late gameplay stuff is all based around like your relationship with characters. How is that going to play out when you don't have a relationship with characters? I think that's the. Knowing I think where that's I'm the beauty, at, yeah. I think that's going to be so fucking funny. Yeah, like walking into certain places mm-hmm. where you're very, the game is very much like, hey, you should probably take this character because yeah, this yeah. is a race. But us for whatever characters we're playing, I just going to bowl through like, hey, yo, up, bro? Like, what's, <laughs> what's going on? And yeah. like, like I say, especially with the way I want us to play it, like with like one of us taking charge each episode type thing. I think it will just make for some really fun and then annoying to other characters' perspectives, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm really, really excited to start it on Monday. I really am. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Game of the year for each of us. Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Beastborn. Alan Wake 2. Congratulations. Um, my Xbox and Me's top 10. We can go through this as quickly as we want um, or, or whatever we want to do. Nah. How do you want to do this? Because I feel like there's some games that are we doing this of Xbox is top 10 or our opinion of Xbox is top 10? Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, because um, the easy sort of conversation, and, and I get that we don't want to jump in at number one, right? But it's like, is Baldur's Gate number one? Well, yes. Yes. The, <laughs> argument would be, the argument would be that Baldur's Gate had a hard time getting to Xbox. It's not feature complete on S, correct? It's not feature complete, period, I don't think. It's not feature p- complete. Is it, well, it hasn't got split screen on X. I don't. I thought that was the whole point. I thought they launched it. I thought no, they, they launched, it, they on launched X, it without parody. Yeah. I, thought they, I thought they launched it parody with S, 
but it didn't have a split screen on that. I thought I could be wrong. No, I thought they broke the parody rule for oh, us. Oh, okay. We gotcha. did talk about it and so, yeah. it how they should probably X, do it for other games. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I think you have an argument to be made if you go for that. I would say that even without the split screen, that game still probably holds that number one spot for me. 100%. I 100% agree with you. Yeah, we got fact check. Full Metal says no split screen on S. Perfect. I think realistically, what what competes with it? Alan Wake two. Yeah. For me, High Fire Rush. Like, and again, I know you guys don't agree clearly, um, but like, yeah, I think there's a world discussion. Sorry, I was gonna say I do think there's a world you could make an argument for Starfield as well. in that at number one. Oh, not number one. I think, no, not number one. I I think you can make an argument for some I, people. I think you could absolutely make an argument. I'd like to hear it. Mm. As somebody who put it at bottom? number four, should we start like, at ten? Yeah, start at ten. Start at ten. Okay. All right, let's 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 start at ten. What do you think is? What do you think? Go on, Matt. Well, sort of based on taking the Xbox games out of my list. I, I would put Hi-Fi Rush there, but I'm I'm more than happy for that to land higher up the list. You well, have no um, chance. How dare you? Well, why don't we start with Hi-Fi Rush at 10? We go to the next game. If Hi-Fi Rush is better, sure. we bump it up to and just okay. work that way. Because if we're looking okay, trying cool. to yeah, find fine, the number fine, 10 fine, game, fine, fine, fine. That works. we're going to yeah, be works. stuck here forever. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Number 10, Hi-Fi Hi-Fi Rush. Rush. Cool. Sure. Yeah. Go on then. Throw out another one then, Chris. We'll go around. Uh, one second. Um, let's go with uh, Lies of P. Lies of P. We'll put that at number nine for right now. Yeah, Lies of P deserves to be higher than than Hi-Fi Rush. I agree with that. Not only just in it being a better game, but it being a better game for Xbox. It being a more impactful game for Xbox to have on its service, to having Game Pass day one. We're talking about the games. We're not talking about its impact. We're not talking yeah. about about how I many it's sold. We're talking about we, the games and how they perform and our enjoyment. Yeah, we all don't have to have all of that's irrelevant because even without all that, Lies of P is still a better game. That's what I was saying. Yes, agree. Some, again, as somebody who didn't really gel with either of them, I feel like I enjoyed the combat more in Lies of P. And again, the world building, I guess I just kind of gelled with that a little bit better. So yeah, I'm going to agree with these two, which these two knuckleheads here. I think Liza P comes above Hi-Fi Rush. <sighs> You've been outvoted, uh, Fix. Carry on. Yeah, carry on. Carry on. Angsted. Carry on. All right, I'll, uh, I'll go. That's fine. I'll go. All right, cool. where are we putting Resident Evil 4? Does it go above... Uh, what's it Liza called? P? Yeah, yes. I haven't. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. It does. It can't. It, it can. Hundred percent can. Yes. It's got a. It's got. To me, it's got a better not, story. Not it's, including DLC. DLC also came out this year. It came not out include, this year. DLCs, but DLC is not. DLC is not Resident Evil Four. 
so but we can't the expansion for for phantom pain uh for um cyberpunk? did i say did i say cyberpunk is in i'm asking oh, first of all i haven't even put it in but i'm also, asking you a question i'm asking you a question do you want to put the dlc there do you want to put I the dlc putting, in its own category I, or do you want to put resident evil 4 which I one are we put doing both. i want to put both together they're not both together no i don't think you can put both together they're You're not the same a very thing. dangerous president i hope you know that how am i saying so are you <laughs> Because next year, me and Crash are going to put Elden Ring at number one. <laughs> All right, I'll sure, do that this I year had... with Cyberpunk if you want me to. <laughs> you ain't getting no votes with Cyberpunk. No one cares about okay, that game that's, but you. But that's absolutely fine. That's cool. Well, Despawn had it in his... But that's absolutely uh, fine. I'm, I'm just saying, Evil like... Four without the DLC is better than Lies of P. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Are we at a stalemate? Yes, so you've got to give me a win. Well, well, no, well, for now, for now, let's just put them side by side. Okay. You know, let's call them joint ninth for now. Sure, okay. And we sure. can keep we can keep working it out as we go. We'll okay. argue that one in a bit, but I I personally would put it above Lies of P even on its own without the DLC. Do well, I keep track of this because it, it I am doing it. Confused. Okay, yeah, good. I'm, I'm on Thank that. you, Despawn. Well, throw out a game then, Despawn. Um, I mean, let's just let's just go for the, some of the big guns. Um, Cocoon. No, doesn't even make my top ten. Doesn't make mine either. Okay, I, that's uh, a rough one. That's it's cool. a I rough could one. See it being up there, but I. Can, for now, let's just put it in the ten slot and let's bump everything else up. So we've got. No. It doesn't it make the top ten. It might drop it don't off the make it. it doesn't even make it. That's wild. By to that make. logic, by that logic, okay, cool. We might as well throw Baldur's Gate at one, Alan Wake at two. Uh, you might as well throw them in there then. Okay, sure. I mean, that's okay, cool. not a surprise to anyone. That is happening. Sure, fine. Yeah. Leave them them two there, right? So we're basically then, arguing for the bottom half now. Yeah, yeah. So okay, num number three. Okay, yeah, go on then. No, there's no way Kaku makes the top ten. There's no way. It's a great game. I'm sure it was fantastic in this year of what came out. There is no way it makes the top 10. All right. Okay. That's fine. Like I said, I'm just putting games out there. We don't have to no, agree with them. You. That's fine. That's fine. I hear yeah, you. I hear you. Right. And you can make your argument. I'll, let, I'll listen to you. I mean, no I made one. my argument in the uh, in the personal top 10. I think this was a, an amazing get for uh, Game Pass. I think on its own, it is one of the best puzzle games this year. Wait. Can't mention Game Pass. Can't mention it being an amazing get for Game Pass. I agree. Rick said we can't do it for Lies of P. We can't okay. do it for... It's, if it's no, a, no, no. And I agree with that. Right. I agree with you it. can mention no, no. You can mention it, but we can't, can't be, be voting. Part of the we can't be voting. Okay, that's at fine. the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're arguing a a company making another deal with another company. We can't control okay. that. What so we can control is our enjoyment of video okay. games. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah. In that case, then I still agree that it should be in the top ten because it is, in my eyes, the best puzzle game that's come out this year by a quite a long margin. Minus viewfinder, which isn't on Xbox. But again, that's what that's just my opinion. Um, put, put, it number 10. put it in okay. number 10. Put it in number put 10. Put it in number 10. And bump everything out. Out. Put every, I'm bumping this off. Don't worry. I'll come out with something. Don't worry. Okay. okay. Matt, throw out a game. Uh, I'll throw out Hogwarts Legacy. It's got to oh. be in there. Does oh, it? I mean. As someone's not played it, I can't argue for this one at all. So, I'd put it, it in the above. Ones. I'd put it, you know, higher up the list, 
towards number one than um, Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, I wouldn't. But you can easily slot in at number 10. Ah, damn it. Okay, bye, Cocoon. Oh, so Cocoon's <laughs> no, above I it? Say, I didn't say that. No, it no. can slot in at number 10 and Cocoon can go bye-bye. But again, you're talking... I think... Again, it's hard, right? Because Cocoon isn't my type of game. Yeah. Where at least Hogwarts Legacy is my type of game. Ultimately, I hate to say it, you both would have it wasn't tied to who it's tied to. And you both would have had a good time with it. But because of the politics around the game, you didn't play it. That's fair. And I'm not talking I'm not talking about the politics of the game. I'm not talking yeah. about that. Talking I'm talking about, about the if game we're talking itself. about the game. A bland story, bland side quests for the most part. No, that's not what we said. I'm talking about what I've generally heard from oh, people, okay, aside sure, from okay. you two, where they have a whole side quest with a mermaid and you get to the end of it and you never even see the mermaid, where the inside of Hogwarts castle isn't how it is in the movies, doesn't it's not line meant up. To be. It's not meant to be. But you, one thing you did talk about was like how it, how it lived up to what you imagined it to be. Yeah. Doesn't that break that aspect of it by no, it not it, being the same thing? No, it takes place. It takes place. How many years before? Yeah, two hundred years. Two hundred years before the like Harry Potter world and all that. Like, yeah, it's a and it, yeah, it is about a magical closer to the books. Like you know, like I, I, you know, Emma's sister is not a gamer. She's a huge Harry Potter fan. Okay. She could walk me around that school. But, like having never played that game like literally like oh if you go down that hallway i bet you there's a painting that will lead into the kitchens fucking hell she's right like um but how much I is think... the appreciation for that game the fact that it's harry potter as opposed to the game itself yeah but the game is harry potter that like that's that's i think that's a very i think it's a very unfair thing to say okay like it's a game based on our license that's what we're it's, judging it off. So, of. as somebody who's not played it uh, and has yeah. only seen like bits of it, here's my question for you guys: Is for those that have, how well does it a just play as a game and b fulfill that like fantasy of being a wizard in that world? It does a great job of both those things. Yeah, I think okay. I think if you if you're not a Harry Potter person and you play this game, you're gonna find fun, engaging combat. Yes. And you're going to find a world that you want to explore and get involved in. I was the biggest hater of the combat by looking at it. And I yep. came away from the preview and I came back on this podcast and went, hey, fuck JK Rowling, but God damn, they actually made that combat fun. It doesn't look fun. Mm -hmm. Watching it, I don't think it looks fun at all. I think it looked bland. I didn't think it, I just didn't think it was going to work. Playing it is a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. I think it has to I, take away the politics of it all. I think it has yeah. to be on the top 10 list. Put it, okay, tell you what, put it above Cocoon, but bump everything else up for now. Okay. Cocoon, I'm coming So it's in it. at number nine currently. So currently number yeah. nine. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. So currently, just to let you know where we're at, uh, just to give you like, a, I feel like we're at a semi halfway point. We are currently at number 10 is Cocoon, number nine, Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, tied at number eight is Hi Fi Russian Lies of P. We need to decide where we're going there. Then number seven is Resident Evil. A uh, couple of space in the middle. Number two, Alan Wake. Number one, Baldur's Gate. Okay. So number six. So I think at this point, we should take um, Resident Evil, Lies of P, and 
Hi-Fi Rush and bump them all up. Okay. As I zoom in my camera. That was very good. That was on point. I didn't even know I could do that. Why did I do that? No. No. Okay. Try So... Uh, just for simplicity's sake, we can argue the, the actual final order. So the top five is currently uh, Baldur's Gate, Alan Wake, yep. Resident yep. Evil, Liza yep. P, Hi-Fi yep. Rush. Yeah. And then uh, down I the love bottom, that, in that order. Yeah. I love that. I l- Resident Evil was above Hi- Liza P here. Yeah. yeah, for me. Oh, anyway. wait, wait, no. Yeah, I love that order. I love that order. No, let's no, carry on. No, let's no, carry no. on. We'll, we'll, we'll argue no, no, that we'll at the end. Let's we'll, carry on. We'll get our 10 games and then... Argue Carry the final on. order at the end. Exactly. Okay. Right, exactly. Um, so between Hogwarts Legacy and Hi-Fi Rush are the current conversations. Dead Space. Yeah. Has to be on there. It has to be in there. Unless you can tell me another game better than Dead Space this year, um, I think it needs to be in our top 10 games. Now... We're getting into a very interesting it, place with with remakes and things like that. I know we are getting into that territory of like, oh, everything's a remake. Unfortunately, everything's a remake because it's all it's very fucking good. Like that's the problem, you know. I say we put Dead Space at the number eight spot for right now, at the bottom where it possibly gets pushed out, possibly stays in for right now. Uh, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it. I don't know if it'll actually end up being there for us, but Diablo Four did come out this year. Uh, very good at launch. Mm-hmm kind of died off after it um yeah what do we base it on the longevity of the game or the experience of that campaign right i think the overall experience that that game is giving you lot at launch was fun um like the the loop was good but the decision the decisions that they've made for each season which is still part of the main game i think completely killed my excitement for that game i don't want to have to re-roll a new character every time i come to a new season on that game doesn't I, I think don't know that, that comes that's with you being think, an ill-informed Diablo player. Yeah, I and think that's, that's yeah. unfair to the game. Like, but I, I get the complaint. I do think that's ex- unfair. For my experience that I want from that game, that killed it for me. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I have not I once... I agree. I've not once thought about, you know what, I'm going to go back and play Diablo again, because, you know, yeah. it was fun. Like, no, like, my char- the, the character that I was enjoying is now pointless. What's the point? Yeah, I, I don't know that I completely disagree um i don't think i would put it i didn't even put it in my own top 10 yeah. uh because really how the game was after launch i thought it launched fine i thought there were some yeah. issues with the grinding and stuff like that but they didn't oh, really yeah. address those issues in any relevant ways and unfortunate to the game i think it is a live service game and i do think those games uh tend to and deserve to be judged differently because the goal of the game is longevity as opposed to the initial experience i totally agree it's the goal of the game is the game setting out what it wanted is the game achieving what it set out to do sorry yeah um and if it's a live service game that doesn't have much of a player base beyond launch then it's not achieved what it wanted to do yeah and again i got i know i go back and like i say i'm not i'm probably not the target audience for what they're trying to do but like every other live service game has your character that you build up and they get stronger and stronger between seasons and the fact that they're actively not doing that makes like it pointless as a live service game for me 
my fantasy is having a character that just keeps getting there stronger is, and stronger. Yeah, there is other things about that game, right? It's a loot. It's the whole point of it is loot, right? Yeah. So you still yeah. you can still keep it's, your loot and then attach that to new characters, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Like, once the season ends, um, the way the it way it's working really in the past, matter, but yeah, go on. yeah, the character gets uh, rolled over into like the main game. On top of that, they add new sorts of build paths for characters. You can even reroll a character. Um, and there, there is there is a, a a sense of growth over the seasons. Um, it just isn't the way you would experience a typical MMO, which the game isn't an MMO, right? It isn't one ever growing character. It is a Diablo experience. Yeah, it is it's, it's a it's a live service dungeon crawler, and I get that, but yeah, yeah. it's the live service elements that I just don't think they did well for me. Yeah, that's fair. Let me throw out a game for everyone. Go on, and. Does Starfield deserve to be in the top ten list? I think yes. Yes. I think I taking away, I, taking away, you can take away the problems I have with the game. The fact that I still put twenty four hours into the game says something for it. Um, it, it is still a special game in certain aspects. Where it goes on the list is where I struggle. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's actually a so, tough one. Yeah, so I would. So this is this is where we're going to get into an argument. I can tell. I would put this above Dead Space. No shot. Not even close. No, nah. there is no not not over my living body. You <laughs> might as well shoot me now. No shot. I'm. I think. I think I kind of agree with Despawn. How? I think I think at the end of the day, um, Dead Space is a remake. It doesn't do a whole lot different. It is a reimagined version of what was already there. I think Starfield is a new experience. I think the whole space exploration, I do think it has some stuff that holds it back, but Dead Space also has stuff that holds it back. The only thing is that Dead Space isn't as expansive of a game as Starfield is, so it's not as noticeable. Don't worry, Fix. Let me tell Crash why he's wrong. Um, please we just had a conversation about a game achieving what it's set out to do yeah. dead space remake achieves what it's set out to do and then some starfield does not i my guy okay my God. so i don't know if i agree what with is that. it that dead space sets out to do and this is where your whole argument's gonna fall it's set out to give us the most sophisticated space game ever it doesn't do that Matt, go ahead. What does that space set out to do? I think that's what fix, asked, asked. fix misunderstood what you were saying there. No, no I didn't. Right. I just went with it. Shut up, shut up, Matt. Don't go, go, go. Fire me. If you say yeah, so, <laughs> Dead, go, space, go. Dead Space set out to remake and then go above and beyond remaking a classic. Oh, Dead Space. I thought and... said... Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I thought you oh, were. Yeah, it went above and beyond. It went above and beyond in fixing the story. No. no but it went big. above and beyond in making the game, I think, scarier than the original. Like, Great. by building atmosphere and building even new, like, sort of, um, seg not, not necessarily new segments, but treating segments of the game in a different way. Like the, lighting, the lighting thing is what I'm talking about, right? Like the I know, light, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and kind of, yeah, exceeding expectations on, on going... In a similar way that Resident Evil 4 did, I think, of of sort of going, you think you know this game, 
uh, here's a scary element you didn't think was coming or whatever, you know? Like, I, th- I think, like, yeah, I think it did what it set out to do and some. Starfield did not. Did Starfield did it? I disagree. No, no. Starfield set out to I do. I 100% disagree Starfield with you. Starfield set out. Sorry, go on, go on. I guess, yeah, I I agree that yeah, Dead Space one hundred percent did well. Did exactly what you just said. It it went yeah. It it took a old horror game and made it a suspenseful, beautiful looking uh, experience that re not doesn't retell but kind of repackages a story uh, in a really good way. However, Starfield does tell so many different stories in. Such a fantastic way. Uh, one. Let me yes. let me stop you right there. Go, go right ahead, Matt. What is the goal of Starfield? Because I don't think Matt's. What is why the goal you, of Starfield? Why don't you tell us, Crash? Why don't you tell us what the goal is? <laughs> the goal of Starfield is know, space so exploration. That is all it is. Okay, it is a so, much more realistic view of space exploration. So the emptiness, as much as it's dumb that Bethesda said this and responded to reviews with it. <laughs> Is by design. It's supposed to be like sure. that. It's yeah, a sure. so it exceeds and hits what they want. It exceeds wanted in to what do. it tried to do, and this is the problem with it exceeding. This problem with your argument so well that is boring. No, I I think. Look, I, but it does you know, it well. <laughs> sure, sure. I think that's a bad argument, but uh, but yeah. like I think like <laughs> you're making. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I think I think what Sarfield set out to do was to make a. RPG with the, with the impact of Skyrim. Agreed. And they have not done that. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. What makes you think they tried to do? They tried to set out with the because, RPG with because the they're Spencer's a game company. <laughs> Phil Spencer didn't make the game. Yeah, <laughs> Phil Spencer yeah. trying to sell uh, you the game. Uh, Phil Spencer tried to sell you uh, Redfall. Well, you, I get it. I get it. I get it. You believe his words? Yeah, but then Phil Spencer did also go like, "Oh, Redfall." I mean, yeah. Just my, my final argument on this, because I feel like we're going around in circles, is I still think, because I watched your entire playthrough of Dead Space, so I've seen the entire story. I've played the original. Oh, uh, me? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, I've seen the story of Dead Space. I know what that game is. And I still that. think the side quests of Starfield did a better storytelling job. Than Dead Space? Than Dead Space's story. I put more hours into a, into a Starfield story and had so much more fun than what I saw. From Dead Space, and that's not to okay. say Dead Space was a bad game. I just think that the the story elements that Starfield brought I, were better. Look, I'm with you, Despawn. Fresh was on your but side, you and just, now he's not. <laughs> you talked about watching something. Yeah, no, this and I get games. The, yeah, yeah. The, you were supposed to be playing games, though. No? Yeah, but again, I can't have that. Like, I'm I'm arguing why it should be above, and I can't argue that you can't even my argue gameplay. It should be above because you didn't play it. Okay, you didn't did. finish. I you didn't finish both. the story of Starfield. I didn't need to finish to know that it was boring and okay. empty and complicated. And I'm not saying it don't deserve to be on this list, but you tell me it deserves to be above Dead Space. Mm-hmm. You're disrespecting Dead Space, and I won't stand for it. No way. Only EA's allowed to disrespect itself. All right. Nobody yeah, it else. Lie, yeah. It does that too much. Okay. There's no okay. way. There's no way. Okay. There's no way. Crash. There's yeah. no way. I'll, I mean, I'll disagree with the final answer, but I'm assuming, assuming it's going to go below um, Dead Space then. Give me, give me I that. I tried my best that. at arguing it. I tried my best. Yeah, give, me, give me the 10, 8, 9. Give me the 10, 9, 8. Uh, so Cocoon, right Hogwarts, then Dead Space. 10, 9, 8. 
So bump I mean, that space I... up to seven, and then Starfield eight right now. I can't, in good conscience, put it above Hogwarts, but there's no way. I'm talking like I'm not sat here. Are you crazy, people? There's no way, Math Matthew, Matthew. Let me talk to yeah. you. Come here. Wait, come wait, here. wait, wait. Matthew, Matthew, come here. Choose. Come here. Wait, wait. I want you oh, to no, choose come one. Here. That's no, come space here, or Hogwarts. That space or Hogwarts. There's no way we, we're letting. We're not letting. You're not getting everything you want. We're not letting these two go, Matthew. Around Starfield you goes know, above, oh, you Starfield goes above not, that space. Everything's <laughs> on this list. I don't give a crap what happens. We're not letting you know this what? go. We'll bump out Cocoon. You bump out Hogwarts. How about that? No. Okay, then. We'll bump out Cocoon. Starfield We're not bumping out Cocoon. I don't even care for Cocoon. We're not bumping it out no more. We're <laughs> playing <laughs> politics now. Have fun. It makes no <laughs> sense. Read me the list. Read me the list. Read me the list. Uh, so number ten, cocoon. No, number nine. From number one. From number, number one, one, please, Lam. Please, please, right. please. Me. Uh, Baldur's Gate is number one. Alan uh -huh. Wake is number two. Okay. Resident Evil Four is number three. Lies of okay. P is number four. High Five okay. Rush is currently number five. All right, perfect. I'll give you put put Lies of P number three. We're not, Are we no. bartering now? Are We're we not, bartering this isn't now? a barring system. This is a uh, what game me. is better than I've been not. doing this for eight years. Right. It's definitely a barring system. I'm not, I'm not barring. I, no. you, you have to play the game to get the right games in the list. I'll give you... Put, put Liza P above. Put Liza P above. Bump out Cocoon. Put Starfield number 10. I'm No way am I putting Starfield in number 10. Okay. You don't, you don't think it's number 10 on this list? I think it's better than Hogwarts. You, I agree with that. Do you know what the problem is? Okay, see for this year, this year, yeah. play everything. Right. Now you can have the argument that I didn't play Cocoon 100%, and I'll be there with you. And I'll say to you, all right, cool. I was played Cocoon. And you think it, you think it should be a, you think Starfield better? Do I think Use Starfield's better than Cocoon? Use your words. Talk to me. I, do I think Starfield is better than Cocoon? Um, it's not uh, even an argument. By the way, we're, we're all friends here, and this is all for content, so relax. <laughs> no, I, I hate, hate all of them. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I, I think you've got to objectively say that Starfield is better than Cocoon. There you go. Objectively, well, I mean, as much as you can objectively objective's say something like that. Objective is a very strong word. Well, aren't we trying to is be it... objective with our? With our I guess suppose we're sure. not I mean, because we're bartering. We're bartering which order a game goes, and not no, 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 the yeah, merits yeah. of the, the game itself. The reason I say that I can't is talk on the merits of Cocoon. Sorry. Is it objectively better because it's bigger and more no. ambitious? Because I don't think that makes something objectively better. That's the only Agreed. way I could see what you're saying be accurate on Starfield versus Cocoon. Based off, not even my opinions on either game, never played Cocoon, disregard my opinions on Starfield, but the opinions of people in general, people really love, really, really love um, Cocoon. This I think the is people, I disregard, people's forget list. everything I've just said, because people love Starfield like that. This exactly. isn't the people's list. This is my Xbox yeah, and me's list, and we are my Xbox okay. and me. You okay, can't, okay, okay. this is my point. You, I, I'm with you guys, I hear you. I know I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm irate. You can't argue against something from two of us who have played it if you haven't played okay. it yourselves. And that's the okay. problem with the Hogwarts conversation. If you guys would have played it, I would be like, all right, no problem. But, but you, politically, you chose not to play it, which I respect. 
I'm not saying I don't respect you both for okay. it. I do, but you didn't play it. But here's the problem now with what you're saying is that by using that same exact logic, you could freely put it in number one spot. What, and you're gonna say, Legacy? well, we won't. Yeah, because me and Despawn didn't play. If you two were to say it's number one based off those rules, it just goes number one. No, but no? it's it's the same thing of why I play Lies of P and the same reason why yeah. I play Dark Souls and the same reason I play El uh, Elden Ring and all these games. I don't play them because I want... I do, don't get me wrong. I play them because I want to, but I play them so I can objectively have a conversation there okay. and say, okay... I've played this, whether you've played an hour, whether you played 10 minutes, it doesn't matter. The pure fact is, I played the game, I felt the game, I know how the game feels. And then I can objectively have a conversation around the game and go, yeah, that's better than this. But if you don't play the damn thing, you can't really argue against it when two people on the podcast have played it. I can't argue against Cocoon that it's not a great game. I can never say that because I haven't played it. What I can do is say, the game isn't for me, and I would put Starfield above that. Is that not a fair? Is that not a fair conversation to be had? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just wait. <laughs> we all agree. Yeah. I mean, if we want to like, play Devil's Advocate, I could also say the fact that I watched the entire Dead Space linear single player story means no, I, you couldn't. Not no, you couldn't. Not the same. No, you couldn't. Okay. It's not and the same thing. It's not, not the same thing. It. You didn't play it. We play video games because we love video games. We play video games. We don't watch video games. It's a total different experience watching yeah, a video game than it is playing. And that's why I said to play Devil's Africa. I'm not, I'm not saying I agree no, with I it. I get you. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah, like, oh, man, I know. I, know on, I see you. You evil man. I see you. Go on. I was going to say I might have enjoyed Starfield more if I'd watched it instead of played it. Fuck you. No. That would be because you could have walked away to use the bathroom while they're walking to objectives. It was a joke. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Edit out all the cutscenes. Edit out all the loading screens, sorry, and the menus, and just show me the movie. I'm disgusted with a lot, yeah. All right, what is going to be number six, six and seven then? So we bump it out, Cocoon. Is so, that what you so, guys are saying? So currently, think... like, we'll just we'll, we'll just go through what it is now. Just put, put Cocoon. No, right now, put Starfield okay. at, at eight uh, or nine, sorry, and put Cocoon at ten. But when these next come in, we're going to have the same conversations. Okay. Okay. So what's not on the list right now? For me, for me, Mortal Kombat's not on the list. Now, arguably. Crush is going to say, yeah, but Street Fighter was better. Yeah. Which, which again, that's just us two arguing against something. I can't argue against that Street Fighter was better. I didn't end up playing it. Mm -hmm. But I understand that Crush has the expertise when it comes to fighting games. No, but I'm being serious. You yeah, do no. on our <laughs> podcast. So if you say to me, Street Fighter was a better game than Mortal Kombat, I'll put, Mortal yeah, I'll no. put Street Fighter on this list all day long. No. Yeah, yeah, I, I get you. Street Fighter was a better game than Mortal Kombat, by the way. There we go. I, I, I believe it. Now, do we agree that Street Fighter should be on this list? Is the question. Is Street so. Fighter better than Cocoon? Yes. I don't know. I've not played them. <laughs> I haven't played Cocoon, so I can't say that. Yeah, we I'm have nobody say. that's played Cocoon and Street Fighter. No. Uh, we have. I mean, I played a demo, but that didn't really count. Oh, so, I yeah, played the demo. Yeah, we, yeah, do we count go. my my one match on the Steam Deck demo? We count in that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Was then that Street Fighter Cocoon? goes on the list. So, yeah, because I didn't play it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I did. Well, if we're counting it, then I played both and I still prefer Cocoon. Yeah, well, I did, so I'm, I'm, we're getting the win here. First Street Fighter on the list at, what, seven? 
Yeah, we're going to need to do a big reordering. I think we just need to I get agree. 10 games. I agree. On yeah, I agree. Just... I agree. All I agree. Right. So number seven currently is Street Fighter Six. So we're yeah. just missing one slot, right? Mm-hmm. Which is eight. Uh, six or eight. Yeah. I re- like I say, I don't really well, think it matters. Let's get our 10 on the list and then we'll reorder. So what are we missing? Uh, well, we're seven. You could, fan- you could, I could let me just quickly, really quickly. Yeah, you could, you could argue Forza should be on this list. None yeah. of us played it. You could argue that uh, Age of Empires are yeah. not enough to have a Age could of Empires argue, should I'd... be on this list. Okay, but Age of Empires was that just released? I guess we would count it because it just released on Xbox. It just came to Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Age of Empires should be on this list again. We didn't play it. I like. From the stuff that I've played and I have on my list, the two that stand out, Phantom Liberty yep. and Sea of Stars, mm-hmm. both, I think, fair places to be on the list. I didn't play Sea of Stars, but listening to the way you guys spoke about it, I would happily put that on this list. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think like Sea of Stars, I don't know how I feel about putting Phantom Liberty on the list. As a standalone I don't feel, well, experience? I, do. I don't feel good about it. Okay, that's how I feel about it. Why? Okay. I'm not like I'm not disagreeing. I just want to like yeah. understand why. Because it's not a game release, right? It's an expansion. We've included expansions before. Have we? Yeah. Included what have we included as an expansion before? I've included before expansions before your yeah. time, my friend. Okay. <laughs> and then and also yeah. like. Well, if I'd been there then, I would have said I didn't like it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I would also argue that as a standalone experience, not including any of the base game or whatever, just the fact that it sits on top of it, Phantom Liberty on its own is a fantastic game. I would say it's worth the exp- it's worth like getting the whole game just to play Phantom Liberty, even yeah. if you don't touch the main game. Yeah, like I didn't like in my recent playthrough where I was trying to get through Phantom Liberty, I didn't touch a single element of uh the base game apart from when the dlc made me go into that area okay and that is it like the, there you is can't, n- though right you what can't you buy no Final you can't Liberty and just you, play no, but that's, no you have, yeah, you, that's can. you have to yeah you can get cyberpunk and you have to get the base game yeah, yeah. but if you yeah. have phantom liberty that's you what can he was skip. asking though no, you can start asking... just from phantom liberty yeah, yeah. No, okay so you, then you don't have to play any el- you don't have to play a yeah. single mission that is in the base game to do the entirety of Final Liberty. The yeah. only mm. thing that is include that is part of the base game that Final Liberty uses is like small map areas. Like you, so the way that it works is Final Liberty introduces Dogtown. Ninety nine percent of that experience is within Dogtown, except for a couple of missions where like side quest stuff makes you go into the main area and then come back, and that's it. Yeah, I am more than happy to allow cyberpunk's um dlc because i think as we are growing as an industry games are growing like if somebody would have come here with the argument that fortnite um uh lego should have mm-hmm. been on this list what would we have said then that's technically an expansion of fortnite i would have said yeah, also because we included Warzone one year. That's what I'm saying. Entry as 100%, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So I'm more than happy to allow, as long as you, you say it is as an expansion, and, that is no problem. Mm-hmm. For me, that's no problem. Yeah. It, in that right. case, I would 100% argue that, that Phantom Libby needs to be on this list. Yeah. And I agree. Okay. It should be above okay. Cocoon. 
So then yeah, we should. And that's fine. We should oh, add... I would one hundred percent say that Phantom Liberty is above Cocoon. Okay. So then we should add Sea of Stars and Phantom Liberty, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, Cocoon gets bumped off the bottom. And that's and I'm and... totally fine with that. Like, cool. and yeah, and that's our ten. Yes. And now we need to figure out the order. Well, actually, Before we're, on, that... we're still on eleven, but okay. Wait, what's okay, what's the eleventh so... then? Wait, so in fact, actually, no, I think we are on 10. Sorry, I noticed I'd already added CSR. So we've got current list right now, Baldur's Gate, yeah. Alan Wake, Resident Evil 4, Lies of P, Hi-Fi Rush, Sea of Stars, Street Fighter VI, Dead Space, Hogwarts Legacy, Starfield, and Phantom Liberty. And Crash so... is about to add something else. No, no, no. I was going to ask, are there any like last-minute games you guys feel might need to be on the list? Um... To this last argument before we start, like readjusting orders no i think yeah the ones that we've got in here are like all like the, everything else that was on my list is non-xbox so yeah no i'm, I'm comfortable yeah, okay. with what's here okay cool i'm fine with that as well honestly I do, if i, I played just... more dredge probably dredge would be on this list but yeah i didn't plan is, enough i would say the same for dave the diver yeah yeah, yeah they're both on there okay uh dave the diver is not dave the diver is switch oh, is and pc exclusive oh so okay, then. that's the reason okay, i didn't then. bring it up but, al- but also yeah, I've got Dredge there. I, I what's in it ten spot currently? Phantom Liberty, currently. But I'm going to I, argue I, that should be higher. Yeah, I, cool. I can't. I can't argue to put Dredge in at the bottom. All right, the ten verse nine. Uh, so Phantom Liberty versus Starfield. I. I think yeah. Phantom Liberty is. I think Phantom Liberty is a better experience. Yep. No problem. Move it up. Okay. Let me let me All start moving. Let me just one second. I'm going to make this a little bit easy for myself. Uh, boopity, boopity, we're going to carry on talking. So, Starfield versus what's the bo- game above that? Uh, Hogwarts Legacy. So, Phantom Liberty versus uh, Hogwarts yeah. Legacy. Yeah. All right, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Starfield's I, currently number ten. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I can't. I can't in good faith say it's better because I haven't played it. If you can give me a great argument, I will listen to it. I'm not saying I'm going to agree, but I will listen to it. Do you think an expansion of a game should go above a full game? Yes, yes, because if you agree with with because you agree with Starfield. Yeah, Paul. Yeah. Oh. But I also think like there isn't anything when I'm looking at Phantom Liberty that it does that's done poorly, right? Yeah. You guys talk about you guys based on what yeah. you and Matt said. I'm not gonna go anywhere else with that. But you guys talk about how the main story was a little bit. Dull. Yes. I don't Agreed. think that's the case with Phantom Liberty. I think okay. the side quests are all very interesting. I think the main story is very interesting. I think the gameplay holds up. I think everything is very compact and tight and very well done in the, mm-hmm. in the game. The everything, everything is additive. Nothing feels like it's uh, like it's it's used to pad out time. Uh, everything yeah. feels like it leads into building the world. Uh, we've talked about how like. Idris Elba alone as a character is amazing. Every single character that is added as part of Phantom Liberty is so well written, so well acted. It's, it's very much in the same ballpark of Baldur's Gate, minus the choices of where every character yeah. you, you'll generally interact with. All have interesting stories to tell, and all are performed very well by the voice actors. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm good with it. I'm okay. happy for it to go above Hogwarts. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Okay. Uh, so then the argument is, is it better than Dead Space? Phantom Liberty. I, I, again, I love Dead Space. I, I think the pure, the only reason why Dead Space is not higher on my personal list, which it ended up being a five, is because it's a remake, number one, mm-hmm. and then the other games above it are just better. 
I, I don't think I don't think it can go any further, if I'm honest. For me. Okay. I would say that it's better than Dead Space. I think overall as, as an experience, as a complete experience, I would rate Cyberpunk higher than I did Dead Space in my time with the game. And a lot of that goes again to the story factor of it. Where I was more invested in the actual story of uh Phantom Liberty as opposed to with Dead Space. It was just the atmosphere that kept me going forward. The problem we have here is Matt, what do you think? I I really don't have an opinion. Um needs an opinion. This is a podcast. Well <laughs> I was kinda gonna like because I think we'd end up in a stalemate, right? Like like No, my... because Deekspawn didn't play Dead Space, so Christian yeah. voted. Yeah, yeah. So if you pick Dead Space, it's Dead Space. I just I, need a good reason for you to pick that. Yeah, space. which I which I don't think I have. Like like for me, Dead Space was great. I'm sure I would find Phantom Liberty great. I But you didn't play it. No, I didn't. But you didn't but does that mean care. the Dead Space should be above? Yeah, because you didn't this is our list. You didn't play it because you didn't care about it. Despawn didn't play. Despawn didn't play Dead Space because he watched me play it instead. Despawn avoided watching me play a hundred games. He chose not to avoid watching me play this because he didn't care. And because I'd already experienced that story in the original. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Care. Yeah, it's like it's not. It's not you didn't, like you didn't have time. You didn't. You didn't care in what I mean. It's like yeah, I made time for to make time, time for Space, out of your day. Yeah. To go, I need to play this experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the conversation here. But then I think I think the argument then would be that the the reason a lot of the reason that I didn't play Phantom Liberty is the daunting nature of it being an expansion to a game that I started three years ago that I didn't like when it launched or what, you know, whenever it was three years ago. Yes, or you're holding the um, game responsible <clears throat> for its poor launch. Just the same reason why I didn't play it. I didn't play. I haven't played any Cyberpunk. I didn't play the expansion because oh. the game launched in such a pure, a poor state that I don't think it's worth my time yet. But we're not ranking Cyberpunk. No, we're but, ranking Phantom Liberty. Agreed. But you, you have to own it to play it. So you have to bring it in in some aspect. It has to be brought in in some aspect. You literally can't experience it without Cyberpunk. It can't be ignored. I I, I totally get it. <laughs> it's, we're in grey, murky water, mm-hmm. and I could I could go either way, is well, what okay. I'm saying. Me personally, I think this is the end of the road for the expansion and Dead Space. Six. As a... I have a question for you. Just okay. Have you played the expansion? No, I have not. Okay, so the expansion moves on, correct? No, that's not how that works. But I'm the one who's played both. No. Yeah, but two of us have played Dead Space and love two it. Two of us have played Phantom oh. Liberty and love it. No, but you haven't played Dead Space. But You're I not. You've played, played, you, you played both, right? So, so, <laughs> yeah. But, but, but why does. Like, okay. You two have played only one of them. Uh-huh. I've played yes. both. Despawn's played one. Me and Despawn both agree <laughs> Cyberpunk is better than Dead Space. opinion right now doesn't matter. But neither, in, neither no, of yours in that argument. I think Crash is right, Fix. Because the only reason the argument. Saying, so you're only... telling you generally think, but oh, this is so annoying. Because he's the you rules didn't you even, 
No, I understand. I, I'm yeah. totally about to lose this argument, but I'm still yeah. going to make the argument. The only person that has a, the only person that can make even... the decision is the person that's played both. That's the that's I'm the rule you set forward. No, I agree. I, I agree. I agree. The expansion is a better experience than Dead Space. Okay. Then it's in. The expansion now, moves on. Dead Space. Literally, moves down. the only person that can argue for the next one is Crash. Which is fun. All yeah, the way <laughs> pretty much. Because he's is... the only one who's played Phantom Liberty. So the person that we say never plays any game like is the person who's played Fighter? most of game. Yeah. So yeah, Street Fighter or Phantom Liberty? I hate to be put in this position. I'm going to be honest. Um, but again, I think Phantom Liberty is a better game than Street Fighter. But, but hold on. Okay. I, think, I think Street Fighter should be moving further down, no? We can get there. We can, like, we, uh, let's we, focus Phantom Liberty first. Let's get Phantom yeah, Liberty no, no, in one as quick we're as not possible. We're keeping it where it is, man. <laughs> Don't worry about it. No, all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll start moving stuff around. But yeah, so Phantom there are Liberty... There in our system. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the system we chose. Um, Phantom Liberty or Sea of Stars? Despawn, you played both as well, correct? Mm. I, I gave up too much. I gave up too much. Yeah, you did. You I gave up too much. Sure, you understood what you agreed to. Yes, but it's so fucking sure. stupid. Don't make rules you don't like. It's so fucking stupid. Don't make it's rules so you don't like. It's I mean, so fucking annoying. Don't make rules. You expect me not to use your right. rules, fix? No, because I was. I weren't petty. And like, <laughs> we're, not, we're not being petty. You're, you're nah, saying I'm being petty. You. You're saying I I'm think, being petty. I think the pure fact is. Cyberpunk so you think you comes. think I legitimately think Dead Space is a better game than than. Uh, Phantom Liberty, but I'm not going to switch it up because you decided to keep Hogwarts Legacy. That's your argument. I think you didn't even play the second best game that released this year. That's irrelevant right now. Is that relevant? Uh, it, no, it you clearly, haven't even heard what I'm going to say no, about Alan Wake. Right. You're 100% right, but it hurts. Oh, it hurts. He, let me spoil it. It hurts. I'm 100% fine with Alan Wake being at the number two spot. Mm -hmm. I have no arguments against it. I have no qualms. But just know Spoiler he has alert. the power to make Phantom <laughs> Liberty number two if he wants. Yeah. Well, <laughs> because of the well, system. That well, we he doesn't because I'm also here to argue. I would have to agree. I would agree with it. It would be hysterical, though. Would I do I that? I just want you to know that. Um. So, Sea uh, of Stars <laughs> or Phantom Liberty? Uh, as somebody who's played them both, I again agree that Phantom Liberty is a better yeah, experience. I think so. I, like, I agree. We will do the expansions next year. That's fine. But all jokes aside, Phantom Liberty is one of this the best year. games. This year. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Uh, now, Hi-Fi Rush or Phantom Liberty? Hi-Fi Rush or Phantom Liberty? Fix <laughs> have you played Phantom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we worked so hard to get Starfield in the number 10, and now it's biting us in the ass, Fix. Because I gave. That's the that's the thing that's pissing me off here. Is wait, I could have I could have. This isn't this isn't a pay thing. I could have I could have sat and been like, oh no, fuck Starfield. Starfield sucks. I played it. I'm not putting it on the list. Like, there is no way you're telling me that this was your this expansion must be the best expansion ever to exist. Like, literally. Yes. Must be. Yes. I would okay. say that. Okay. It All is right. the best as long expansion as, as long played. as you're willing to call. Cool. I'll, I'll go on record and say that. You're, you're, you're willing to I'm go on record and, try and say this... that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's sure. the best expansion okay. I've ever played. Fine. Yeah. Fine. But is it better than Hi Fi Rush? No. Surely not. 
I haven't finished Hi-Fi Rush. You didn't like Hi-Fi Rush? No, that's the thing. So I would personally say, yeah, it's better, but then... Madness. You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. But remember, we have hundreds, if not thousands of people that listen to this podcast mm-hmm. every week. Yeah. And oh. this is... None of them are going to agree with us. Thanks, Cameron. Oh, no. Of course not. <laughs> I would say Phantom Liberty is better than okay. Hi-Fi Rush. And then, the rules have been set. No problem. Go with it. Okay. Feels like now, this is probably where it's going to stop. Is it better than Liza P? Absolutely not. Crash, I'll fight you on this one. No, Liza P ended up was my second place game. I don't. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Uh, so. I'm not sold on any. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it's not better than Liza P. Okay. Good. There we go. So it has stopped at number five. Liza okay. P finally started. What are you games, everybody? That's yeah. the thing. Like all these arguments and like backers and forwards, like Let's be it's because again. it's such a fantastic year for gaming. Yeah, right. of course. So it's... now we need to. What now do we, we need to sort out now? So now I can give you the current run through. So Baldur's Gate. I think we know that top two is not changing. Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Baldur's Gate. Alan, Alan Wake. Wake. Uh, so currently number three is Resident Evil Four. Let's start pushing games down. Is Resident Evil Four better than Liza P? Yeah, we yes. got to push. We got to push yes. Resi down. No no, 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 no. I think Resident Evil 4 is better than Lights of Peak. No, Resident Evil 4 is staying where it is. I don't think it's better than... Okay, we're in a stalemate. What do you want yeah. to do? Fight. Rock, paper, scissors? I'll no. be over in, no. in the UK in no time. <laughs> what do you want I to think, do? Yeah. I think... Lies of P... Lies of P is so hard that maybe 60% of gamers can't even play it. Wait, wait, wait. That's not an argument. Where it is, it's the just the difficulty is an map. argument now. I'm, I'm just using it as an example. But also, you said experience. this is in the people's podcast. It's not. This I'm is using the my Xbox and me podcast. Okay, let me say. It. Let me rephrase. Okay. Would you mind if Please I rephrase? rephrase. Yes. Liza P was so hard that I couldn't even finish it. Ditto. But you said That's you stopped playing and you were it. not interested in playing it anymore. Not that it was a difficulty issue. I didn't. It isn't a difficulty issue. I'm sure I would have got to a different no. What I said was, I didn't stop playing it this this time, a Souls-like game, due to difficulty this time. This this time, I didn't. Doesn't mean it wouldn't have happened. But Both statements can be true. I didn't stop playing it because it was difficulty. I stopped because I ran out of time. Difficulty's but, a problem. No, I no, stopped because difficulty was a problem. But it could have been, that's what I'm saying. Resident Evil 4 is considered to be one of the greatest video games of all time. Did, Chris, did you play it? I did play Resident Evil 4. How actually. much of it did you play? I played a couple hours. How many? How many hours? I don't remember how many hours. Okay, I put five and a half hours into Liza P. Okay. How many hours did you put into Resident Evil? Maybe three or four. How long is Resident Evil? I, how long is Liza P? I'm not P? sure. I'm not sure the hours played in contention doesn't games make sense. Make it doesn't, but I'm annoyed. Because, because like, you should go percentage played, right? Like, Liza P is like a 40-hour game. You know, whereas, whereas Resident Evil is probably like a 15-hour game. So Crash, percentage-wise, played more of Resident Evil than you played of Liza P. Just pick. That's maths. <laughs> Just pick. If, you, if this is something you really want, then no I, problem. I think Liza P, like, I think, I think Resident Evil 4 is slightly held back by the fact that it's a remake. And all right, it's doing, it's going above and beyond and it's doing all the things, but it is still a dated game. It's still a weird story. It's, not, it's still a, 
It's not dated it, at all, this remake. Not in the slightest is it dated. Not at all. Not in any way, shape, or form is it dated. I think the story is dated and weird and cheesy and not engaging. What Eliza P is, no. is Eliza P is this story mastermind. And it's, it's a very so, good story, so, yes. It's a great story. It's a it's twist an on a story. on a fairy tale. It's modernizing and and putting a horror twist on a classic fairy tale. Doesn't require you to know anything about that classic fairy tale, but if you do, you get loads out of it. Like, yeah, it's doing incredible things with this story. It, Resident it, Evil it, Four: President Daughter has been kidnapped. Go rescue her. Yeah, with right. a lot in between. You just described the Disney movie. My date with the president's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Therefore, it should yeah, be number three. Wild. That's wild. Pretty great. Um, yeah, and I think Liza P does something, uh, whether or not it will be taken on board, to push forward the way that stories are told in Souls games. I agree with that. Resident Res- Evil Falls great. Doesn't do anything to revolutionize the genre that it's in. If you want to put it above, put it above. Although it did when it originally came out. I don't have the energy to fight them anymore, Despawn. I'm sorry. That's fine. That's fine. I, um, won- I just want to go on board. I haven't won a single argument. I mean, you did. You no one's just the rules. <laughs> you did, actually. What? Hogwarts Legacy is still here. Cocoon is, is gone. gone. You've won arguments. Let's not. Like, let's you not. Just, you just won them all at the bottom of the leaderboard, which is a, a, a hard pill to swallow, I get. Yeah. So, oh, God. Again, we're going to get another fight. As Resident Evil works its way down the list, it's now up against Phantom Liberty. I'm, I'm, I'm I would like that to, to despawn. <clears throat> despawn. I would like to keep it ahead worlds. of Phantom Liberty. It's you haven't hard. played. It's. It, I'm gonna leave it up to despawn. I'm gonna give despawn full power on that one. As the person who's completed both, I'm putting Resident Evil Four above it. It's a god. It's a god. <laughs> mainly only for the reason that I don't want uh, Fix to cry. Uh, no. Um, while all the great things we've said about like Phantom Liberty being one of the best single-player stories, I think, yeah, Resident Evil is one of the best stories ever. Um, like, just that that game on its own is... like For what it is, for in the Resident Evil series alone as well, like, I love the Resident Evil 4 story. I think it's fantastic. Um, and the gameplay is brilliant. Um, yeah, I think it does a really good job of bringing that game into the modern world while still capturing all of the elements. Like, Crash is losing his mind. I love I'm going to give it to you. I'm not going to argue because I gave you the power. Yeah, yeah. You gave me that power. And, and then, I'm sticking I never expected. Then shut the hell up. Just shut the hell up. I love The best thing about it was the story. Like, I love the Resident Evil story. is amazing. It's a great story. The elements that Resident it brings Evil into and the good re- story just doesn't like. Shut up! Yeah, okay. <laughs> coming from the guy that coming from the guy that played three hours of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I like what that brought to like the way that Those it expanded the Resident Evil universe. Story, bro. Fuck you! I'm a fight yeah. you. I'm coming in New York. Yeah. I'm gonna fight you. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna get pizza first, and then I'm gonna fight. Hey, you. At least it improved on the story. But anyway, yeah. what are we yeah. doing now? So we got Phantom Liberty at five. Uh, yep. Yeah. High five rush below that, which we okay. agree. Uh, so. I guess the the next question is we start moving Hi-Fi Rush up or down. Well, down. Is Hi-Fi Rush better than Sea of Stars? Yes. Okay. For me, yes. I don't know about everybody else. I've played enough of both. Um, I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, I think like uh, Hi-Fi Rush brought so many cool things to like a new genre. Uh, well, okay, music-based genre. 
Uh, I think it was a really good game. Yeah, I'd agree. I'm fine with it. Fresh is not fine with Speak. it. I, no, no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with it. I just need a second to think on that. Okay. Um, I I think I'll agree with it, only because I think while Sea of Stars is an amazing game, Sea of Stars uses a lot of past RPG uh, things yeah, mechanics yeah. and does it very well. Whereas um, Hi-Fi Rush does a lot of original stuff with the way the combos work and stuff like that. Yep. I'll give it to Hi-Fi Rush. Cool. Uh, so the question is, is Sea of Stars, which is below Hi-Fi Rush now, uh, better than Street Fighter 6? Uh, is Hi-Fi Rush better again? than Street Fighter no, no. 6? No, no. Sea of Stars. Is Sea of sea Stars. Of stars oh, Sea of Stars. Street better than Street Fighter 6. Again, is the only person that's played both in any way? You're the one who argued no, this one? I, I would say Street Fighter is a better game than Sea of Stars. Perfect. Okay. okay. Uh, so the question then is, is Sea of Stars now below? Uh, is it better or worse than Dead Space? Is that on me again? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh. The guy, uh... paid, like, the guy that completed like three games is making decisions for our podcast. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't even want the responsibility for this. Well, you've got it, baby. Um, I'll say Sea of Stars is a better game. Uh, then the last. I'm so sorry, Fix. No, that's fine. Uh, so the the <laughs> argument now is going down to Dead Space. Is Dead Space better than Hogwarts Legacy? Yes. Okay. Is yeah, Hogwarts Legacy? Is. is Hogwarts Legacy better than Starfield? Yes. Yes. I don't I agree, but both, I can't say. Um, yeah, I'm outnumbered. That's so fine. That's... So, so that's after, our list. after all of that, okay, from ten, from ten, number ten is Starfield. Number nine is Hogwarts Legacy. Number eight is Dead Space. Number seven is Sea of Stars. Number six is Street Fighter VI. Number five is Hi-Fi Rush. Number four is Phantom Liberty. Number three, Resident Evil. Oh, wait, no. We've got 11 on here. Wait, I've got one, two, three. Okay, keep going. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We have got 11. All right, Starfield's off the list. Um, <gasps> Hogwarts Legacy, Dead Space, Sea of Stars, Street Fighter VI, Hi-Fi Rush, Phantom Liberty, Resident Evil 4, Lies of P, Alan Wake, and number one is Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I like the us, list. It only took us an hour to get there, but we got there. Yeah, we got there. Everybody's so, going to be so mad. So yeah, so the biggest IP from Bethesda didn't make the list. Well, yeah. Redfall was never going to make the list, Despawn. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, Redfall didn't make the list. Is I mean, it's to be fair, yeah, Redfall was one of the biggest re- launches for Xbox. It obviously landed terribly. Uh, Starfield didn't make the list. Um, it, to be, to be Falls, fair, it didn't for make Starfield, the list. Starfield mm-hmm. got very close to being on the list in a highly mm-hmm. competitive year. Oh no, this Starf- is an incredibly Star- competitive league. Yeah, Starfield almost got on the list against three people who didn't like the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so you can say what you want about our opinions on things, and you may disagree with us, and that's kind of the fun of this, right? And have yeah. your discussions below in the comments below. Let us know your top 10 list. Um, but number one is it almost made the top 10 of a list of three people who didn't like it. Now, you go to another podcast and they actually enjoyed it, it's on the list, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is our top 10 list, and yeah. we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. I bet you did less. Before we plug, plug, plug and get ourselves out of here, let's hear from our audience and hear their game of the year. 
And then we're back. Uh, we've got to plug this week, Deeswell. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash my Xbox and me. We will be live and on YouTube as well. Let's put both at the yes. same time. I will be live on Thursday where I will be playing Dave the Diver. Uh, oh, and Crash will be live on Saturday where he'll be playing something else. Playing something else. You know where it would be a great place to find out what I play? Go the on. Discord. The Discord. Mm. Yeah. So go join the Discord. You can leave questions uh, for the podcast. Um, always dope conversations going on in there. Uh, great, great little community needs a little bit of cleaning up every once in a while, but for the most part, they're well behaved. <laughs> I promise. Not this week, my we've god. Had lot, we've had a lot of new people join as of lately as well. Since yeah. I did the Patreon thing, there's a few people. You, sure. if you are subscribed on Patreon, uh, you will get access to a Patreon only section uh, in the Discord. So if there is um some conversations going on that you don't like, you know, just go bitch about them in that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt, what have you got to plug this week? Um, yeah, look, look, just like, first of all, thank you to everybody who's listened all year long. Um, thank you if you sent in a message. Um, like, we obviously didn't listen to those live. I cannot wait to listen back to this episode um, and hear the, all those messages because, um, yeah, I think it'd be great. And so thank you for doing that and thank you for interacting and thank you for being good to each other for the for the vast majority. Please be good to each other this week it's all fun and games fixer is really upset no, and mad at us. Yeah, yeah. um yeah. he loves us i promise you um and he'll only beat us slightly tonight yeah. he's um, gonna send his mom to beat us up yeah, yeah. we're yeah, gonna get a true. random visit that's not true. even expected his nan's so gonna come back to new york upstairs. she doesn't like flights but she'll come to beat you up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um so yeah just to put a final pin in this remember this isn't a list of what is the best game this is the games we enjoyed this year like, absolutely yeah so it's like this isn't like i know people i can see some of the uh comments in in uh in the chats saying that we got our list wrong it's like this is our personal preference not what is our like our review we, yeah and people's opinion thing for a second and then we realized it didn't work and we moved yeah. away from the people's opinion part of this <laughs> yeah because we realized yeah. the people we moved suck. to Chris's opinion apparently yeah, yeah. and fine. therefore uh yeah fun oblivion made it halfway up the list it was great yeah <laughs> look before we started the podcast we very specifically said how many arguments we're we gonna have the whole point of this conversation every year mm-hmm. the second half of it anyway is to Get annoyed at each other, get frustrated at each other, and some dumb, make and rules, some dumb, regrets. and and mm-hmm. some dumb shit happened, and that's literally what happened this year. Like it happened last year, like it happened the year before that. So uh, yeah, just enjoy the content. Know that it's all for fun and games and stuff. Go on, Matt. Yeah, and and just how lucky are we that we get to have these sort of like passionate discussions in good fun? But like, we are educated, <laughs> you know, certainly more so than your average punter who doesn't listen to podcasts like we do in our community do right like um you don't get to have these conversations with other people in your life right who don't give a shit about video games and so it's great to come here and be able to have them and be able to have those arguments and and sometimes lose those arguments i'll I'll, I'll end on this right i don't feel bad about starfield high five rush should have been higher until next time we'll love you leave you and see you later